Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Saturnine Chalice. It was written by Matthew Sanderson, and it's included in a collection called Deadlight and Other Dark Turns. I am the Game Master, and this is a four-hour one-shot. This is also the fifth version that we've done of this. That being said, let's begin our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> it's springtime in Arkham, May 4th, and your semester break is here. You and your colleagues have decided to travel to Ottawa, Canada for a symposium you have some interest in. It's titled Ancient Civilizations and Their Understanding of Time and Space. Rumor has it that Niles Bohr himself will be attending. Your plan is to arrive a day early and have a look around. You are currently at the Miskatonic planning for uh, tomorrow morning's trip. So, have at it. Ah, gentlemen, good morning. Are you all packed and ready for the trip? Uh, good morning. Uh, uh, I have everything. Yes, I, I'm doing all right. How are you, uh, Virgil? Not bad, not bad at all. Life's wonderful, beautiful spring weather. What's there not to love? Exactly. I agree wholeheartedly. Ah, excellent. There you are. Yes. Hello, gentlemen. Good to see you. Good morning. Morning, morning. Ready for the trip. Oh, I'm excited. Well, whose car are we taking? As you know, I'm not the world's best driver after that last little accident. Uh, if you don't mind me speaking, I mean, I've got my car available here. I brought it to the university just yesterday. Ah, Dakota, didn't see you there. How are you, my friend? I'm doing fine, Professor Zool. Excellent, excellent. Where's Benny around? Ah, there you are, Benny. Yeah. I hope you all have some uh, papers to grade for the trip. <laughs> I know I sure do. Oh, that's for, that's for my research assistants and my teaching assistants. I trust them well enough. I've got plenty to grade, too, and I'm pretty sure that the Walker boy that always sleeps in my class will understand what this F is coming towards him is Oof. meaning. So it's for fortitude. I'm sure he'll try better next time. So, um, Dakota, you are uh, kind enough to offer us your ride. Yes, yes. If you, if you want, it's right out here out front. We can definitely get the bags loaded and head on our way uh, as soon as, as we're ready to go. Absolutely. I am excited beyond compare for the trip. I understand, you know, a lot of luminaries are going to be attending. Yes, but, you know, even uh, Niles Bohr, perhaps, you know, <laughs> rub, oh, rub shoulders with the, the best. Oh. <laughs> yes, really. I heard that as well. Uh, that, that's, that's most exciting. Uh, just, I mean, mind-blowing that, that, that Niles Bohr might show up. Absolutely, and understanding better how the peoples of ancient history, if you will, understand or misinterpret from time to time their understanding of reality is such fascinating. The same species, humans, having such drastic misunderstandings or interpretations of time and space. Fascinating. 
Right. And, I, you know, it's, it's interesting that, you know, I feel like a number of different luminaries will be coming together. You know, like, as you said, you know, we've got ancient civilizations, you know, um, space, time, all these things. You know, I have, a, uh, you know, of course, you know, in my class, we, we talk about a number of things, you know, the ancient cultures and how they viewed the stars and how even though they had a, a skewed idea of the way the cosmic bodies were aligned, they could still construct sites that lined up with the solstices. I mean, that's that, that's remarkable uh, that they had that sort of wherewithal, even in their misunderstanding of the cosmos at the time. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And then to combine that with uh, a variety of different worships and things we, we categorize as a cult these days makes this whole area fascinating for me. Right, and really just how it all comes together that, you know, as you were saying, those worships are a function of the societies and cultures and based on their geographic locations with shorter seasons, longer seasons, you take on such drastic you know, interpretations of what's good and bad. Is rain good? Is sun good? All such fascinating concepts. Of course, I'm sure other uh, friends among us are more interested in the warfare aspect of it. Oh, you read my mind greatly. But as far as the religious part to it, I would like to figure that out more. I just recently found more uh, different talismans that the Greek soldiers carried on them that represented Aries. So I'm very interested to see how other civilizations handled that kind of situation during warfare times. Absolutely. Like our soldiers worshippers of a god of war or perhaps a god of the homestead, depending again on interpretation. Fascinating. Well, uh, do you, I guess do I, you have I'm drawings sorry. of those uh, medallions? Uh, perhaps I could look at them while we're on our trip. I, I do. Hold on one second. Let me check my notebook here real quick. Ah, here we go. This is just a recent photo from my last trip here for you, sir, as well as some hand drawings that I've done in my notebook here as well. And I'm going to show those to him. Grant, Grant, thank you. Beautiful rendering. So it takes you about a half an hour to pack the car. Um, You've probably got some snacks, some sandwiches for the trip. Uh, it's going to take, you know, a while, uh, quite a few hours to drive all the way to Ottawa from uh, Arkham. Um, but you've got a fairly good idea of which direction you want to go. Um, you don't really want to go all the way up to Montreal and then over. You don't really want to go to Syracuse, but you'll you'll find your way. There's a lot of a lot of roads that, that head in the direction of Ottawa. So you pack up your stuff and you, uh, you head on out. You travel for a few hours uh, without any trouble at all. Uh, the day goes on and somewhere around, oh, two in the afternoon or so, you are on a back road. You left, uh, you left the town of uh, Sonorac Lake uh, about 30 minutes ago. It's about maybe 24 hours, uh, 24 miles behind you. Um, who's driving? Oh, Professor Dakota, it's your car. Are you driving? Yes. Yes, I, I would be driving the vehicle. Um. You guys are, are uh, out in the country, countryside as you're driving along the road. Um, 
For a while now, you haven't seen any other cars. And as you're driving, uh, you guys are having an interesting conversation when suddenly the car begins to sputter. Uh, what, what is going on with this thing? This never acts like this. Uh, hold on, maybe it's just a gear shift or something. And I'm going to try to mess with the gear shift on the car and see if it popped out. Well, you're, you're, it's, it's still in gear and it goes for a couple more seconds and then it sputters again. And you're looking at the, uh, at the gas gauge and it's showing about three quarters full, but for some reason you lean forward and you wrap your knuckle on it. And when you do, it goes all the way down to zero. And as that happens, your car starts sputtering to coming to a, a halt. The blazes. Everything all right there, Dakota? Uh, it looks like we we might be out of fuel. I, I I don't know how that could be, but I guess the gauge must have stopped working, and and I wasn't able to see that the the car was running out. Well, that's uh, that's no good. Uh, I think the closest town is probably twenty miles back. That's a decent I, walk. I know, I, I know, I know. I, let me let me just check the trunk real quick. Make sure I, I don't have an extra canister or anything on me. Just just wait in the car. All right. I'm gonna step out of the car and uh, move around to the back to where our luggage is and crack it open and take a look and see. Yeah, you don't have any gas can or anything like that in there. Crap. I must have forgotten it. No, yes. I mean, you know you filled up, you know, a while back, but your your car shouldn't be out of gas. Something must be wrong. Maybe it's leaking. I I step up back towards the well, I close the trunk and I step back up towards the front of the car and I'll go ahead and, and pop the uh hood on the side and take a look inside and see if I see anything out of place or leaking whatsoever. Do you have any mechanical engineering? Mechanical? Uh, it's great question. Um, no, not really. When I see him pop the hood, I'll get out. Uh, I have some mechanical repair. Because you're doing what my dad would do. He would stare at it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Like I, I get out as well and step away and smoke a pipe. I get out and I walk or walk to the front. I was like, I feel like I feel like we uh, we, we shouldn't be out of out of gas yet. Uh, is there? You kind of peek my head in. Do you have a leakage or or something here? I'll join Maxima and grab a smoke while the uh, the more equipped gentlemen are dealing with the mechanical issues. You uh, you don't see any dripping gas or anything. There doesn't seem to be a leak, um, Professor uh, Professor Maxim and Professor Virgil. Um, you've stepped over to the side and you're smoking. Do a spot hidden for me. Ninety-nine. I I see nothing. Too excited for the show. <laughs> Can't think of anything else. Yes. Oh, I also failed. Okay. 
Professor uh, Professor Feeker, what are you? Doing? Yeah, um, yeah. I was I was actually gonna uh, while they're doing that and you're taking a look at the car. Uh, do we? Have, I assume we have some sort of a rough map, uh, maybe not of this exact area, but of you know kind of where we're going. Well, yes and no. You have mm-hmm. you have the major roads, but you guys have kind of struck out, right? Kind of going in a direct line towards Ottawa, but the main roads, the main main thoroughfares go to Montreal or Syracuse. So you wanted to go this way. All of these little roads are not on the map. Right. But you know roughly. Yeah. So basically uh, I I do happen to have uh, navigate astronomy and natural world. So I'm hoping to maybe do a combination just to see if I can determine um, roughly where I think we are on the map. If it's a better idea for us to uh, hike forward to the next town or go back to the next town if you have to get gas. Well, easily enough, you haven't seen any homesteads or anything behind you right for Um, 24 miles average walking speed is three miles an hour so it would take you hours and hours and hours to walk back to right so i mean uh, can i sonorac lake yeah so would that would that be a roll or can i kind of determine that going forward is our best bet um go ahead and do a roll yeah Ooh, okay, so I got that is a it's a seventy three. So I got a pass on astronomy, but not navigate, unfortunately. Okay, well, just sort of guessing, you know, yeah, if you're making your best guess. <laughs> yeah, you're probably closer to the highway, mm. you know, to the the Canadian border than you are to the town that you pass through. So right. there's probably something more likely up ahead of you. Yeah, so kind of, you know, uh, you know, after a few moments, you know, I'll kind of pipe up to the others and be like, all right, you know, kind of looking here, uh, kind of don't, don't, don't exactly know where we are, but I'm kind of judging based on, you know, I see that, you know, this particular star over here. So I think uh, I think we're closer to the border than, you know, obviously, like, like we said, it's 20, at least 20 miles back for the, from the last town. So I think going forward might be our best bet, boys. If we look back at the, you know, um, our... I guess path coming here, our trail. Mm-hmm. Do we see like gas leaks or or like um, anything? No, you don't. Huh? Yeah, so I get my head back up out of from under the hood. It's like, well, I've, I've worked on more tractors than anything in my life, but um, I just I, I can't see anything that's just sticking out that that that's that's wrong with with, with the vehicle here. I apologize. I mean. I, I don't know much about cars. I, I normally have people driving me out to a site and, and I'm not normally driving myself. So honestly, whenever I'm stateside like this, I, I normally just bring it to a guy at a shop and just leave it there. So I, I have no idea either what it could be. Benny, do a, uh, Professor Benny, do a uh, spot hidden. Sure. No, that's a fail. <laughs> Or I guess uh, I could spend be I'll spend the six luck to make it a regular success. Okay. So you're deliberating. Do we go forward? Do we go back? Do we go right. forward and back? And as a result, you're walking around the car and you're walking, you know, just sort of trying to get your bearings on everything. Um, and it just so happens that you notice um, down the road up ahead, uh, you think you see a gate. Oh. Like like one of those big fancy sort of gates. Yeah. I'm like, uh, hey, uh, Jens, you, is that a gate? 
Well, I mean, uh, I hate to walk him on a private residence, but you know, it might be worth a shot. See if we have any good Samaritans around. Yeah, turn and look in the direction. I looked like, up as well. Yeah, it's it's I guess maybe, it looks... maybe 300 feet away mm-hmm. down the road, but it does look like uh, like a, a gate, you know, for a piece of property or a, an estate, something like that. Well, that's, ah. that's surely a shorter walk than going backwards to, to that last little town we were in. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Maybe they have have gas or a, or a truck that can can take us back that way. At least uh, I'm sure they. I'm sure we won't be imposing too much. It's it's just early afternoon still. Seems like they're you know well dispositioned, um, or at least the size of the house appears that way, or the gate. I'm sure they could afford you know a ride maybe for us, or you know at least some render us some aid. Absolutely. Well, here, let me just make sure that the car is locked up in the trunk is secured with our belongings. And then let's let's hoof over there and see if anyone if if we could see a house or go talk to anyone. Did you have the top up or down when you were driving? It's probably a little chilly. You probably had it up. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. the sky all day has been kind of gloomy. Um, it is May. You can still get a lot of rain and snow. Um, not a lot of snow, but a lot of rain. Um, so, yeah, you lock it up. You kind of push it over onto the side of the, the road so that if anybody else comes, they don't accidentally crash into it. And, uh, and then are you going to walk up the road? Uh, yes. Yes. All right. So you walk up the road. I said it's like about 300 feet. And um, there is not a wall around the property, but there is a kind of drive gate, you know. And it's not really a gate. It's an arch, you know. And at the top of the arch, there is a big W. And what you can see looking down the road, there's a long straight road going into the property. And then it seems to branch out in two directions. And then there are some structures back there. And you can see there's a big house kind of in the middle. You'd think maybe uh, oh, Victorian or Edwardian style, which in the 1920s is just a little out of style. It's you know, from Does last the century. house look well-maintained or is it more dilapidated? And- well, it's a little far away. So um, it's white. It's painted white, so it's not like elaborately painted like a uh, like some Victorians' houses are. But um, do you go through the gate? The, the gate it, doesn't look like noticeably in disrepair or anything, right? There's I mean, nothing. it looks old. I mean, the 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 style of everything is kind of old, but um, it doesn't look it doesn't look like it's in disrepair. Uh, yes, let's let's head up to the house. On board and upward. I mean, at worst, they're just going to tell us to get off their property and right. And we kind and then we kindly leave and, and start our walk uh, further. <laughs> right. Best so case, walk, you know. Yeah. I, I walk right up to the gate and I, I go ahead and try to uh, push it open, see if it opens. There's not actually a gate. I keep saying gate, but it's just oh. an archway over the property. Like an um, entryway for the road. Right, gotcha. right. Okay. Yeah, for the, the property. 
I wonder what that uh, W stands for. Maybe is the, uh, the the name of the residence here. Oh, yeah. So as you are walking forward, um, you can sort of see that the property is laid out in a big circle. Okay. The house sits in the center and there are some buildings around the outside. Um, you don't know the name yet, but you will in a couple seconds. So I'm going to show you a map of the property, which has the name on it. Uh, this is the way it's laid out. It's got the house in the center. It looks like on glance, it's got like, little gardens around it. It looks like there is a barn or maybe a stable on one side. Uh, it looks like there is some sort of a monument, like, uh, you know, maybe a mausoleum for the family plot. And it looks like, well, you can't really see it from here, but there's a well out in the back of the property as you are walking up towards the door. Um, and am I, am I correct from assuming from the way the map reads, uh, you know, just kind of like by looking at the North Star, uh, it looks like this, the circle, uh, the house kind of lined up perfectly north, and then the two buildings are northeast and northwest, sure. almost perfectly on a, on a cardinal direction. Yeah. You'll also make note about, wow, this is very well built, you know, that lines up perfectly with the, you know, north and, you know, northeast and northwest. Very geometric, eh? Yeah, indeed. So I that's keep... what you're looking at as you're going up towards the house. I would like you to do a spot hidden as you guys are approaching the house. I failed. James Bond. I, I succeeded uh, with a hard success. Okay. I failed. So Martin's the Maxim's the only one. Then. Oh no, a double oh seven. Oh, you got a double oh seven too. Yeah. So <laughs> Maxim and Virgil, you're walking up towards the house. You're very aware of the sound that your feet make on the gravel path as it sort of crunch, 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 crunch. And suddenly, um, Professor Zool, you grab Maxim because looking out the window on the porch, there's a man um, and he is as white as 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 a ghost. Uh, My God, Maxim, look at that! Goodness, I wonder what's it, wrong with him. It it takes you a moment to realize that uh, what you're actually looking at is a statue in the window. <laughs> Oh, oh, it fooled us. <laughs> oh, such a lifelike bus. Wow. Gentlemen, look at that. Oh, <laughs> well, that, that's, that's a good a one. Interesting place to put a statue. Maybe for security reasons in case they're not at the house. It could be, uh, I suppose, in the dark, that would give the impression that someone is standing there. If it's not well lit, could ward off a potential house burglar. Now, I know this is shop talk, but I wonder if it's also symbolic in some way. I know ancient cultures put fearsome 
you know, symbols in front of doors to ward off evil. Or of perhaps the, the, the residents of the home don't want to see that face all day. It, it does look rather <laughs> grim. It will be, um, uh, it's interesting you mentioned that actually, I do believe that many of the, any of the indigenous peoples of the Americas actually believed that uh, you shouldn't look out windows and open things like that into the night because what are you trying to see? <laughs> well, absolutely. You look into the abyss, the abyss might look back at you. Indeed. So what do you all do? Here, let's let's see if someone's home. I I, I don't yeah. see anyone looking at us yeah. coming out. So I, I go ahead. Door? And, yeah, I proceed to walk up the steps and I'll go ahead and uh, rap on the door very lightly. I'll rap on the door. I go, uh, hello? Any anyone here? Okay. You you knock on the door, and for a moment, somewhere inside the door, you hear kind of a an odd metallic um clanking and uh, you hear a voice inside oh um one one moment please um uh oh just uh if you don't mind just go ahead and open the door uh okay uh i go ahead and proceed to uh take the handle and i i push the door in and i go it's not locked enter into it and i i go i having a bit of car trouble down the road what what you see as you step as you open the door is there is a gentleman he looks older um he is standing on a metal ladder in the foyer and he is working on a big chandelier that's hanging from the ceiling uh, it looks like he's dusting it, um, but it's it's brightly lit. Uh, and he says, oh, oh, please uh, do come in. Are you uh, one of the master's guests for the evening? Well, it, no, uh, we, we, we're a group of professors going to a symposium. And uh, unfortunately, we had some car trouble along the way. So we were we were looking to see if we could borrow a phone or. Our trouble. Um, yeah, it's just a moment. And he uh, winds up his cloth and he, he starts climbing down the ladder. Ah, yes, uh, do forgive me. Uh, Jeremy Lindwood, he uh, shakes your hand. I'm the butler here at the Wayland Estate. Um, um, so you're not guests, but uh, you said you had car trouble. I, yes, sir. Just up the road. Um a bit of an issue with the gas gauge, and uh, unfortunately, we're out of gas. Oh, I see. Um, well, then, uh, please um, come inside. So I rather, chi- rather chilling outside. I, I turn around to the others. Uh, this is uh, the butler. He's saying that we can come in and, and get out of the cold. So come on in, gentlemen. Oh, absolutely. It is a bit chilly. So I walk in, pick up my hat. Hello there, my friend. Salutations. So, good evening. Thank you very uh, much. Uh, thank you. Uh, well, well, sir. Uh, let me see what I can do for you. Um, uh, we are preparing for uh, an event tonight. Uh, uh, guests, I didn't expect any guests this early, but uh, um, uh, please come inside. I'd like you all to do spot hidden stuff. 
I succeeded that one. Third time's the charm. Yeah, yeah. Regular fails. Um, regular successes uh, or better? Just, just regular. Just regular. Okay. Uh, there's something that seems kind of a little odd in the foyer. Uh, can't quite put your finger on it. Um, he was dusting, and it does seem a little dusty in places. Uh, but you're not sure why you get the odd feeling. Um, but we'll come back to that maybe at some future moment. And he says, well, gentlemen, please, um, uh, I'd like you to come inside. Uh, there's a... Uh, just one moment uh there's a uh, lounge right here uh next to the just off the foyer um if you'll wait inside here um i'll inform mr wayland and uh we'll see if we can find you some gasoline thank you so much perfect thank you by the way jeremiah who is that fearsome you know visage on that statue over there oh the statue is mr wayland Oh, yes. my. Um, so he opens up the door, and in fact, it is, it's like a little parlor. Um, there are, there's one wall is lined with books. Uh, there are some paintings on the wall. There's a fireplace uh, with a nice, bright fire. Um, and there's a, like a, a, some chairs and some, uh, uh, like a sofa and a, and a coffee table. Everything is very warm and you know, sort of in, in muted red tones and, uh, and uh, oriental carpet on the floor. And as he excuses himself and leaves, um, that statue, the bust, is sitting there. Yeah, it's turned looking out the window. Rather oddly. And you can see as you sort of glance at it that it's the same face as the main painting up above the fireplace, who apparently is a Mr. Wayland. Well, evidently, this gent likes to see himself. Um, but uh, uh, it's nice to see a well-run house with the butler in the, the countryside like this. Absolutely. How good is the quality of the painting? Is it like an amateur painting, or does it look? No, it, it looks like a professional probably painted it. Ah. Look at that painting. That's the the brush strokes, the way that is layered. Fascinating. This the, is quality um, work. It's obvious this person has money. You know, lots of woodwork, lots of the furniture is fine furniture. The oriental carpet is beautiful. I walk up to the the bust of mm -hmm of the master of this house. And I, I, I kind of want to take a look at the sight line as to where it's like looking at, if it's looking at something specific outside. Well, you, uh, you kind of line your head up, look out the window, like what's it staring at? You don't see anything in particular. It just seems to be looking towards the front of the property. 
um, towards the path that you guys walked up. Interesting. Just simply probably meant to either scare off vagrants or, or simply uh, maybe even scare me when I approach the house. <laughs> but uh, this, this, this master, master Whalen is a very interesting fellow. Quite fond of, him, of himself, it seems. Do uh, a, aren't we all sometimes, aren't we all? <laughs> uh, Professor Dakota, do a spot hidden. Fail. Um, so uh, there's a moment when you're all alone in the room, sort of looking around at the knickknacks and things that he has. Um, a woman... Uh, dressed as a maid, comes walking into the room, uh, and she has a, like a, a tray of refreshments. Um, and she introduces herself. Uh, Hello, my name is uh, Rosemary Lentwood. Picture. Stand up, ma'am. Hello, ma'am. I'm uh, I'm Jeremiah's wife. And she says, I thought you might like some tea. Oh, yes, thank you. you. Dying for some tea. Uh, are, do you mind if we, if we smoke in here or is there a, there a smoking room? Oh, you can smoke. Thank you very much. Thank you, ma'am. Honored to make your acquaintance. And she gives you, you know, little cups of, of tea and, um, a few moments later, and uh, Jeremiah comes back, and he says, "Well, um, uh, Mister Mister Whalen said that um, we could take a look around. Um, there might be some out in the garage uh, with the Duesenberg. Um, if not, we can call uh, into uh, uh, Centerac Lake and see if we can get them to send stuff out." Uh, that's where we usually get our groceries from, and they, they drive it out here. Or if you need a mechanic, we can see if we can find a mechanic and have him come out too. Tell me, Jeremiah, are there other mansions or estates around here, or is it, is it really just um, your master here? Not for a while. Um, the Waylands have always liked their uh, privacy. Ah. Um, well, they, actually own, they actually own quite a lot of the land out here. Uh, this is just the uh, the homestead area, uh, the woods all around. They own those as well. Um, uh, you said your car is nearby, down the road somewhere. Yeah, yes, just just right outside of the uh, the entrance uh, to the road that leads to your property here. Well, uh, the. Um, uh, Mr. Whalen said that you should feel free to make yourselves at home. Um, uh, if one of you will accompany, we can go out to the barn and see if we can find some gasoline. Um, the only thing that he asks is their private residences are upstairs. Uh, so he'd like you not to go up there, of course. But uh, there is a library next door. Um, and of course, the dining room for later. If we can't resolve your issues, um, I'm sure he'll put you up for the evening if you need to be put up. And certainly, you can join us for for the party. Well, 
Well, thank you so much, Jeremiah. I'll I'll uh, come with you and attend you with you to the barn to see if I can see anything. Excellent. I'm worried that our issue might be more than gas, but uh, we'll we'll see. Well, let's let's hope it's not so serious. Do you have a vehicle um, around here too? Maybe uh... we have a Duesenberg, though. Oh, right, right. We don't drive very often. Um, it's it's been some time, as I say. We usually have the market bring the food out here. Um, we're not much in the way of travelers. Absolutely. Imagine if there could be services in the future where they bring food and groceries to you through the phone. Marvelous. Mm, they do. <laughs> you call them and they bring it. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So, do, do Professor Dakota and uh, Jeremiah are going to uh, head outside and walk over towards the barn. What would the rest of you like to do? I'm very interested in finding the library. Uh, yeah, I think I. A man as wealthy as this might have quite the interesting collection. Indeed. Yep, I agree. I'd also like to find some more tea. Uh, haven't had tea this good since I moved up from the south. All right. You uh, you move into uh, you you start wandering around, and there's a uh, there's obviously a uh, water closet uh, nearby if you need to freshen up. There is a dining room across the hall. Uh, with big doors that open, and it looks like they've been setting it for, looks like a fairly large party, maybe 14, 15 people. Um, right next to the parlor is another double door that opens into what looks like the library. And uh, uh, you step inside. Once again, it's very, it's not huge, but it's cozy, and there's floor-to-ceiling books, um, on all the floors and there's a big lectern in the corner and there's another fireplace that's burning brightly and uh, a number of books that seem to have been left out, you know, on the, on a table next to this, the places to sit. It all looks very comfortable. Any interesting titles that, you know, I'll see if I do like a library use or, or a spot hidden. Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, which one, spot hidden or library use? Well, you can do uh, library use. Okay. I'm actually good at that. Should we also roll that? or if, if you want to. I mean, you're six sure. over 50, so extreme. Okay. I, I, I failed. I'm just kind of smoking my pipe, kind of walking along with them. I also failed. I, I actually have something else I'd like to do while they're looking at the books. Okay. Um, we'll get to you in just one second. Um, Professor Zul, uh, one thing that sort of stands out to you is uh, this, the, the lectern. Uh, it's painted gold. Um, it's got a big eagle on it. And there's a big book on the other side of it. Uh, when you look, uh, you realize immediately it's an old Bible. And there are a number of um, bookmark, you know, big silk bookmarks uh, that are in place. Uh, you look, and the first one you read is this. Genesis chapter 3. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become us one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand, and take also of the tree of life, and eat, and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden, 
to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. And the second bookmark has this. Ezekiel chapter 1. And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself, and the brightness was about it. And out of the mist thereof, as the color of amber, out of the mist of the fire. Also of the mist thereof came the likeness of four living creatures. And this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. And everyone had four faces. And everyone had four wings. And their feet were straight feet. And the sole of their feet was like the sole of calf's foot. And they sparkled like the color of burnished brass. And they had the hands of a man under their wings on their four sides. And they four had their faces and their wings. Their wings were joined one to another. They turned not when they went. They went everyone straight forward. As for the likeness of their face, they four had the face of a man. And the face of a lion on the right side. And they four had the face of an ox on the left side. They four also had the face of an eagle. Thus were their faces and their wings were stretched upward. Two wings of every one were joined one to another, and two covered their bodies. And they went every one straight forward. Whether the spirit was to go, they went, and they turned not when they went. And after you sort of read that and look around, you do realize that a lot of the books are based on uh information on angels my gentlemen look at this book and these passages it seems that our host has a deep interest in anything angelic mm. at least of the judeo-christian faith i always thought it odd and you know these concept of angels they never match the, the pictures i mean i've heard you know this this one says four i've heard six wings nothing like the you know, the sweet things they painted in the old days. They're always described as quite terrifying in, yes. in the Bible. Absolutely. Yes. Soldiers of heaven and less, you know, benevolent, um, you know, creatures. Absolutely. Professor Maxim, what it was it that you were going to do? So there was something nagging at me about that foyer. So once Jeremiah goes out, I'm going to see. I, I suspect it's just a difference between where I grew up in Britain and here but I'd like to take a look around to see if I can put my finger on it. All right. So you step out into the foyer and you're looking around. Um, do another spot hidden, but you can do it with a bonus dice. Zero, zero, one. Nice. So you're looking around. You realize things are dusty. You remember seeing Jeremiah up on the ladder. Uh, which uh, he has now moved over to the side. You look, you look up at the chandelier, which is a lovely, you know, crystal chandelier. Um, the house has electricity. You know, you see switches on the wall, and the the chandelier is brightly lit. But as you sort of look up at it and move around a bit, you realize 
that the cable going to the chandelier is frayed and broken. Broken clean through? Yeah. So you there's no power going to the chandelier, yet the lights are lit. Right. I mean, unless there's some other way that maybe the frayed cord is an old cord and there's some new wiring, but you can't see any new wiring. Fascinating. Um, I, I step into the library. Uh, gentlemen, um, I felt like there was something not quite right in the foyer as we came through, so I took a quick peek. Um, perhaps uh, someone could join me, but the chandelier appears to uh, not be powered by electricity. There's a broken cord to it. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll come take a look at that. I say, I say, could it be one of those, you know, um, Thomas Edison batteries? Oh, um, lighting a I'd chandelier? Well, they are sizable, I suppose. And isn't there another chap that claims they can send electricity through the air? Oh, I'm sure that's nonsense. All these different current types. I'm sure Mr. Edison knows what he's talking about. That the the other the gentleman. I forgot the name. Something with a slack. So as Regardless, you guys are, it seems odd. So as you are standing there wondering, you know, trying to figure it all out, uh, Professor Dakota and uh, Jeremiah, you walk across the property. Um, you can see that it's fairly well kept. You know, the, the little hedges are all trimmed down nicely. The grass is cut short. Um, there are some uh, springtime, you know, crocuses and uh, tulips that are popping up here and there and uh, starting to bloom. Uh, you walk along the path, you cross the main circular road, and you, you have a good view of the, uh, uh, the well back in the back of the property. Uh, but you're walking towards what looks like a stable, and you can see that it's a part, partly a stable it was on one side, and on the other side, it's a garage. Um, so uh, he comes up to the garage, and he unlocks the, uh, the, the doors, and he opens them up, and there is a fine, beautiful Duesenberg, uh, big old touring car, looks like you know, the kind of gangsters would ride around in. Uh, it's painted kind of an off-mustard color, um, which is actually quite stunning with the uh, the black upholstery and everything like that. Uh, to one side of it, there is a table uh, that looks like it has, you know, various mechanical um, instruments hanging up. Uh, there's a few tools, like a workshop tools and stuff like that. And the the garage itself only goes back about three quarters of the way. And then it's open to the, the stables next to it. Um, you can't really, you can't see around the corner, but you can see that it's, it's open. And he says, well, let's see what we can find. And uh, he starts walking towards the back. And you can see there are a number of five-gallon uh, gasoline cans 
against the back of the barn. We'll call it a barn. Um, he picks one up and he goes, oh, dear. Since there doesn't seem to be anything in this, um, what, what would you like to do? I, uh, I'll walk up to the cans as well and while checking out the car and I go, Jeremiah, I'm, I, I don't mean to envy, be envious at all, but that is has one hell of a car right there that you're master owns yes we used to go out quite often driving um but um in the past couple of years uh we uh the master tends to stay here and keep to his studies and and things like that he's just not that interested any longer uh it's a shame it is a beautiful car with the car do i notice do i notice any dust or does it look like it's been sitting there for a minute? Yeah, there's there's a small layer of dust on it. Uh, not as much as you'd expect. Um, probably the butler comes out here and dusts it off every once in a while. It just hasn't in a, in a bit. You check the cans, and um, there doesn't seem to be any gasoline. And he's like, well, um, perhaps there's some in the car. And we can we can drain some of it out. Um, this is, and he gives you some technical term you don't understand, but he says there should be a siphon underneath the tank where we can just drain it into uh, into something. Um, well, if I can be completely honest with you, Jeremiah, I'm not I'm not too knowledgeable of automobiles. I, I I'm a researcher. I, I normally have people driving me to sites and whatnot. So honestly, for us, we 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 did fill up the tank and we think that there might be gas left. But I think it's a more difficult mechanical issue. If if there's any way at this point, it, can we use your phone and maybe I can call a mechanic? Of course, certainly. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Professor, um, as you're staring at, as you're talking to him, something in the stable, you hear something move. And you didn't see any animals as you were coming up. Uh, you, don't, you, you don't smell any animals. Um, as you're standing there and you're finishing the last words of your conversation, something looks around the corner in the back of the stable um, right at you. And it's almost, it, 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 it terrifies you when you see it uh, so that you gasp and you sort of jump back. Um, it, it looks like a woman. Her hair is black and stringy, and she seems to be wearing a kind of a shroud-like uh, garment. And when she sees you, uh, her eyes seem to glow and 
she opens her mouth and it's filled with looks like razor sharp teeth. Do a sanity roll. Uh, extreme success. Okay. Um, do a 1D. We'll, do, we'll just do a 1D2. So 1D4 and divide it in half. I rolled a one, so a point five. No, well, one, one point. <laughs> Just one. Okay. You take one point, and you you jump back uh, in in alarm, and and he's like, "Oh, uh, professor, are you all right?" And he looks around, but by the time he looks around, there's nothing there. There, 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 there was a there was a there was a woman there. She. She looked ghastly, all, uh, almost half dead. A, a woman? And he uh, steps forward and looks and he says, but there's nothing here. I, I proceed to walk past him to where the woman was standing. Right. You can see and there's I, kind of a little, I'd call it almost like a little hallway. It's closed on one side and on the other side would be the stables. So they're open and you can see that you can see the outside from there. But you don't see anybody there. I, Jeremiah, I know I'm not going insane. I swear she was standing right there, clear as day, with with just horrible razor teeth. I, Very strange. <sighs> um, he looks around me. He says, "Well, I, I don't see anybody. Um, perhaps we'll go inside and uh, and phone phone uh, uh, Senarak Lake and." Uh, See if we can get some gasoline out here for you. Maybe it's just all the the traveling and the driving I've just done. Maybe maybe perhaps the stress. Maybe yes. I, I I'll just I'll just follow you. I'm, I'm sorry, I that was just frightening. Well, it's all right, Professor. Um, the country can uh, play tricks on people. And he and you walk back. Um, you're a little unnerved as you, you know, walk through the front door. But, uh, you hear the others uh, talking quietly. Uh, apparently, well, actually, they're just inside the door looking up at the, the light. My God, Dakota, are you all right? You're, you, you look a fright. He had a bit of a startle. Yeah. Yes. I, I. I think. I think it's just the stress of of driving and and travel weariness. Absolutely. Any. Uh, any luck with getting us more gas so uh, we can stop? You know. I'm afraid. Yes. I'm afraid we don't have any gas out there. I. I can call uh, the uh, service station in uh, Sarnarak and uh, have them send some out. And Professor let's, DeWitt, let's get you some brandy. Yes, yes, a, a, a drink would be great. It'd be lovely. Uh, thank you, Jeremiah. I, I appreciate you doing the, the phone call. Rosemary, could you please come? Uh, these gentlemen need uh, an addition to their refreshment. And, uh, and he says, uh, I'll, I'll go make the phone call if you'd like. Oh, that. Jeremiah, just before you go and yes, point up to the chain, like, 
we, we were just intrigued about how how the lights were being powered. It, it seems you have a cord, you know, a wire up there that's that's well, I mean, cut right through. We have uh, we have power from the city. Uh, I don't know how they strung it out here. I'm not really a very electrical person. And he reaches over to the switch and flips it off and on, and it goes off and on. He says, uh, I, I don't know how these things work. Fascinating. Uh, oh, I mean, I mean there, there must be an additional wire hidden in there somewhere. Uh, must be, yes. Fascinating. Thank you. Uh, yes, uh, I, w- I, would, I would gladly, hold on my glass, take, take some more of that, that, that tea that, that you served us a moment ago, uh, please. Rosemary comes up and she's like, uh, more tea then. Uh, yes, uh, please. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, I, I say rosemary. Whiskey. Looks like a- whiskey, please. Oh, sorry, God. Um, whiskey, sir. Oh, I, I say rosemary. It looks like you are you are preparing for a lot of guests this evening. You mentioned indeed. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I've I've got a lot party. of cooking. Yes. Ah, uh, is it? Um, I hope we're not intruding at all. What type of event uh, is the master prepared for? Um, it's a party for his daughter Veronica. Oh my! Um, perhaps we should meet and you know give our introductions to young miss veronica i'm sure they'll be down uh in a while um uh, sir you were saying something i yes uh if you could get me a whiskey please that that'd be great a whiskey and she looks at you kind of with a perplexed look like she doesn't quite understand is that um i'm not sure that we have that sir uh, we have coffee, we have tea, water. Oh, brandy, bourbon, gin. And she looks at you. Can't have a and, dinner without wine. And she seems to be confused again. Wine. Alcoholic rosemary. I'll, I'll see if we have any wine. Um, give me a few moments. And uh, she leaves. She goes down the hallway and you see her go into what must be the kitchen. That is it, most interesting, gentlemen. She acted like she'd never heard of alcohol before. What, what is going on? Yeah, I, I could understand not having any uh, for, for whatever personal beliefs, the, but, but having not heard of the stuff, I mean, I mean we, we, we saw a Bible. It's, there, there's wine in the Bible. Uh, it, it's not a completely uh, a absurd concept uh gentlemen uh if if i can be completely honest with you uh here come come a little bit closer i i need to i need to tell you something now you're all still standing in the hall did you want to go into one of the rooms? yes let's uh yes. let's adjourn into the library and close the door shall we yes yes let's let's do that and i'll go ahead and walk over to the library I scoot across to the, the foyer and just flick that light off and on, just out of curiosity. Yeah, it goes off and on. Okay. Satisfied, I turn and go. All right. Um, so you step into the library. What would you like to do? Uh, gentlemen, if, if I can be confide in you in this moment... When we were out at the, the garage checking the gas canisters, I saw something very unsightly uh, look around the, the corner from the stable that's connected to the garage. And it was a it was a woman, a woman with 
long, stringy black hair and it pale, pale as the statue that nearly scared all of us walking up here. Everyone had, with spot hidden as he says that. And she had she had razor sharp teeth. It, it looked like she was getting ready to attack me, bite me even. Had success on spot hidden. I'm spending one, spending one luck to pass. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, as, as he's saying that, Professor Maxson, you're looking right past him at the painting on the wall, and he's describing a woman in the painting without the horrific details. Uh, it's a rather lovely woman in a white gown. She has long black hair and very bright eyes. Um, and she's standing next to what you think is Mr. Wayland. They look a little younger. It looks like it might be a wedding portrait or something like that. Uh, Professor DeWitt, did she look like that? What do you mean look like? Oh, my God, that's, that's, that's her. But but yet not with the, and I indicate at my mouth to indicate the, like the teeth and, and whatnot, that that's, that's the woman. I, I saw her. I say Dakota, this is not like you, the man who read historical battle accounts and gruesome details for an afternoon, you know, when, what is going on, my man? I, 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 I don't know. I, it's just, out of the ordinary, it's it's like I said, she looked vicious at I mean, me. From from the painting, that would appear to be, I mean, possibly the lady of the house. I can't imagine that she'd be with 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 a with a big engagement coming on in just a few hours, running around the grounds uh, in the state you described. With the with the description or the the change from the uh, painting perhaps trigger something in my occult knowledge? Um, I'd say that, I mean, the way it sounds is the way it sounds. It sounds like Dakota claims okay. to have seen something like a ghost. Um, but now that you say something like that, I'd like you to do another spot. Occult, occult sciences was your... Correct. I failed on my spot hidden. Okay, by how much? Uh, my spot hidden is 40 and I rolled a 72. Oof. All right. Uh, how about the rest of you roll spot hidden? Regular. <laughs> um, I can spend two to make it a hard. 97 uh, again. That's okay. 72 is less than my occult. Just trying to. Since, um, since Professor Thieker said it first. Um, I'll say that he just says, um, what is that? And he points over at the lectern. And at first you don't really notice what he's pointing at, uh, but then uh, you do. There seems to this? be some sort of symbol scratched into the front of the eagle. You see it? What symbolism is that, gentlemen? I, 
I don't know. I I step closer to it and uh, look at it. Is it a constellation of some sort? Don't think so. It doesn't doesn't quite line up with any I know of. Not with the lack of dots and a pattern like that. Professor um, Maxim, uh, do an occult roll. I succeeded, just barely. Okay. Um, as you're looking at it, something strikes you as familiar. Um, something from the writings of Alistair Crowley and his sort of fascination with, uh, with magic squares and sigils and things like that. Um, you... Out of curiosity, you reach over and you try to move the lectern and you realize that it's very heavy, um, heavier than you'd think that it would be for a lectern. And you realize that it's probably made mostly of lead. In your occult studies, lead is the realm of Saturn and Saturn, if, if you, you, you immediately pull out a notebook or something and a, a pencil and you, you, you start scribbling something. And what you want to explain is that there is a magic square uh, that is associated with Saturn. And the way that you can tell what the sigil is, uh, let me explain. Um, a magic square looks like this. And the quality that it has is the numbers in whichever direction you go always add up to the same number. Ah, so don't that's, that's what makes it a, a magic square. And this is the one for Saturn in particular. And if you lay out the alphabet like this and you wanted to have a magical spell, uh, you would use a keyword. And the way you would show it is you would draw lines uh, for instance, if you were going to use the word wet, the way you would do it is W lands in five, E lands in five, and T lands in two. So your starting point is a circle, W, E, T. Does that make sense? Oh. The, the line is the end of the word. So on the lecture, web, right? Like it could also be a B. It might be, it might be some other okay. word, correct. Yeah. Um, so you're looking at the sigil that is on the lead eagle, and it looks like if you put it on the same thing, it looks like this. Gentlemen, I, I think I recognize this. Give me a moment. And now you know what the paper and pencil was for. <laughs> so I show everybody uh, the square and explain to them um, uh, what, what this represents and how it's used. Um, and uh, let's try and work it out. So starting with seven, we have G... P or Y. I'm reading that correctly, right? It starts with the seven. Right. I've I've put the letters in red that it could be. 
then we go with I or R. Then we move, do we count five or does it? It's, no, twice. it's, it's passing, it's passing through. So. Okay. But, but nine is twice, right? So nine is twice. Yeah, it's IR the, or RI, yeah. So we're, we're only counting angles here, right? Right. Like each Points. each turn, oh, right? I see. Right. So the it, circle it, and the angle, yeah. Right. So yeah, there's only it ends in five, but it, you know, obviously it doesn't. We don't we don't add an extra one just because it goes through it, because it doesn't right. have a. So it doesn't have a got angle. it. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Who's good at uh, crypto quick or whatever that is? Uh, uh, so Albie's looking at for, or I'm looking at for a little bit, and mm -hmm. if I if I understand. Um, could prison be one of the words? Prison. I don't, I'm because I'm looking here, correct me if I'm wrong. This would mean that the first letter is either uh, G, P, or Y. Correct. So the P, followed, yes. Right. Followed by I or R. The R. Correct. And then it's A, J, or S. Oh, no, there's two. So there's two. I, R, yeah. R, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So P, R, I, exactly. So Seven two I, R, S, then, then the A, J, S. Which is the S in prison? Then F O X, and then E N W. So it could, it could be prison. It could actually be prison. Uh, it might also be written to the left. And indeed, that's the only thing that you can make out of it is prison. Well done. I say a prison. I surprised even myself. I, I, I had no idea. This is this is really the first I've seen of this. Uh, I'm, I'm shocked it came to me. And our host's obsession with angelic wow. entities. Are they trying to trap an angel? Yeah, is, is is the is the the are they trying to trap as you said the 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 flying entity there? Are they trying to trap what's on the lectern? Like is it is it a marking of where it's from? Like what is, what is it referred to? Prison? Well, and and we also have the combination of Saturn, the 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 Greek right. Saturn. Saturn in, in Greek history, as I've always taught it, is they're representations of, of Greek mythology gods. Saturn in particular was Cronus, which is the father oh. of Zeus and Hades and Poseidon. And basically, in some tales, they would have imprisoned Cronus deep under in the underworld uh, in order to keep him locked up there for him not causing any other issues in, in our mortal world. Now, was it also Kronos that was castrated and from his gentles came Aphrodite? Or is that someone else? That's Kronos's father, I believe, Uranus. Ah. Kronos was the castrator, not the castrate ah. tea. Fair enough. Important difference. And speaking of tea, um, Rosemary shows up with more tea. She says, I'm, I'm sorry, sir, we don't seem to have any uh, wine or those other things you said in the house. Is this, a, is this a dry party? I'm not sure I understand, sir. There'll be no alcohol served tonight? Um, she looks really confused for a moment. She says, um, uh, no, no. Uh, beverages. What type of beverages does the master usually host his parties with? Well, we have tea and we have water and we have coffee. Uh, and the guests absolutely love this. I'm imagining there's no complaints. Uh, there never have been, sir. 
Ah, what type of party is it that you mentioned for um, the master's daughter? Um, there are there a lot of parties, or is this a, a you know once in a while event, Rosemary, my dear? Um, we have a get together a, a few times a year, mm -hmm. uh, but this is a special one for his uh, daughter, Veronica. Miss Veronica, how far how far do people travel for these parties? Oh, I wouldn't know, sir. Rosemary, uh, um, the, this is your master in the painting here. Who is that lovely woman accompanying uh, That's his wife, Elizabeth. Uh, she passed away some years ago. Oh, oh I'm so time. sorry to hear that. She's uh, buried out in the mausoleum. I say, Rosemary, you mentioned this is a party for the master's daughter. Is it a special event, her birthday, perhaps? Um, she's beginning a uh, religious... Um, I'm not sure I understand it completely. A religious um, undertaking, ah. an ascetic labor of some sort. Uh, they'll be glad to discuss it with you when they come down. They should be down soon. So based on my understanding of, you know, histories or traditional calendars, does today mark any special day in um, either occult or historical sort of? Do, do an occult role. Oh. Can I do anthropology? Oh, sure, yes. sure. Okay. Anthropology would make sense too. Yeah. I got 80 over 81, so I pass. Okay. Nothing that you could think of. Perfect. Rosemary, does your uh, master have any other children? Uh, no, just, just Miss Veronica. Um, if you'll excuse me, I have a lot of prep work to do in the kitchen. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for the, for the tea. Thank you again, Rosemary. She leaves, and for the moment, you are alone as you are uh, looking around the room. Uh, there is a very interesting woodcut um, next to the bookcase, uh, which catches your attention. Oh, heaven above. The four wings, like the book described. Um, oh, dear. Yes. I'd love to roll a cult on this, Tom, if I could. Absolutely. Um, if uh, it's, regular success. I would like to take around the library, if if I don't mind, and see if see if I see any books of interest. Okay. Oh, by the way, Dakota, my friend, um, we're looking at this because look at the book on the lectern. It describes its exact scene. Professor Maxim. Um, it looks to you like an, uh, uh, an old woodcut, perhaps describing uh, an ancient wizard uh, known as Abramelin. Um, it's kind of uh, Hebrew Jewish folklore uh, that um, Abraham uh, gave uh, to his son Lemech, a book of magic uh, that had been taught to him by this wizard Abramelin. And Abramelin, well, um, you look around quickly in the room since there's so much other stuff in here dealing with this. And it doesn't take you long before you recognize a book written in German on one of the shelves. You pull it down 
And in fact, it is the book of Abramelin. Um, this is what you describe. I'll, I've written this out, but you can read it to describe to the others uh, what you have found. The book of Abramelin is a 15th century grimoire written by Abraham of Worms, born circa 1392, died circa 1458, a Jew from Worms, Germany. The focus of the book is a long and complex ritual known as the Abramelin Operation, named after Abramelin the mage who taught it to Abraham. It allows magicians to contact their holy guardian angel. There are numerous benefits from, quote, knowledge and conversation, unquote, with one's holy guardian angel. Initially, this allows the magician to summon and bind a myriad of demons so they can no longer have a negative influence upon the magician's life. Following this, the magician has the ability to use a number of magic squares in the book, giving them access to a wide range of powers, e.g. premonition, transmogrification, flight, invisibility, conjuration, etc. The text advises these powers are only to be used when there is a true need for them. The book of the sacred magic of Abramelin the mage is divided into three books. Book one is a letter from Abraham to his son, Lamech, explaining that the knowledge imparted in this collection will be his inheritance. Abraham then outlines the quest he undertook to obtain the, quote, veritable and sacred magic, unquote, that has been passed down through the ages and ultimately to him by Abramelin the mage. Book two contains a very detailed and complex instructions on how to perform the Abramelin operation. This involves months of prayer and studying of religious texts in a precisely constructed environment before the magician's holy guardian angel will appear. After this, the magician summons and binds the demons of hell. Book three contains a large number of magic squares and explains the powers that each one grants. They can only be used once a magician has communed with their holy guardian angel. Its system systematic and scientific-like approach to magic made the book popular with occultists of the period but it also developed a reputation as being dangerous because it detailed how to bind demons. Some believe that dark forces desired this knowledge to be suppressed and it therefore put owners of the book in danger. The book itself is written in German. Um, and there is that strange square yeah. on the cover, which as you notice, uh, is not only written up and down and from the bottom up, but it's all palindrome. It's the same exactly. forward as it is backward. Do any of you have Latin? I do. I have 51 in Latin. I have 41, so yeah. I have you 30. Want, you guys want to roll for Latin? 37. So pass. No. Three, three, pass. Not even close. So, Dr. Zul, you look at it, 
and you realize that it's it's very difficult Latin. It it doesn't make much sense, but about the closest you could come to translating it would be something like the seed planter or the gardener guides the wheels of his plow with difficulty. So I explained this to, you know, everyone here. And I, yeah. and I mentioned that this is a very, very strange use of, of just the way the words are constructed and, and ordered, my friends. And this gardener, if, if we put it all together, we look at the Garden of Eden, the angels, and, and the binding of forces. What is going on here? Not that I, you know, believe in the occult and magic, my apologies, Maxim, but there is something very, very odd afoot. There is a knock that you hear quite clearly on the front door, and you hear uh, Jeremiah's footsteps uh, coming down the hallway. He goes past the library, uh, past the parlor that you were in, and you hear him go to the front door, and he opens it, and you hear him say, Ah, oh, Mr. Goodman, uh, so nice to see you again. Well, hello, Jeremy. How are you doing? Uh, please come inside. Um, am I the first to arrive, or are there others? He says, there are a number of guests that we're having because their car seems to have run out of gas. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, uh, please come here and join them. I believe they're in the library, if you'd like to join them. And coming around the corner, followed by uh, Jeremiah, is a gentleman. And he comes forward and he says, ah, uh, good afternoon. Uh, my name is Lester Goodman. Mr. Goodman? Hello, Mr. Goodman. I'm Professor Walker. Professor, ah. uh, they Professor said, DeWitt. They said your car broke down. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, just, just down the road, you, you might have passed it on your way in, actually. Hmm. Well, um, I'm sure they'll get you all uh, all situated. Uh, um, what do you think of the place? Nice, huh? It's quite it's remarkable. Very, very nice, yes. It's interesting. Hmm. Interesting artwork and, and everything. Hmm. He looks over at, uh, at Professor Maxim and he says, oh, you've got the Abramelin book out. Oh, you recognize this tone? Yeah, I am. I, I deal in rare books. Oh, very interesting. Uh, do you have your your card? Um, I'm often no, in yes, I do. books. He has you his Thank card. You. It's uh, it's Lester Goodman, uh, uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, rare books, uh, rare acquisitions. Did you drive all the way up from uh, Boston today? Oh, uh, indeed, indeed. Uh, here, let me take a look at that. And he opens it up and he inspects it really quickly and goes, oh, this is the, um, this is the bad copy. That's probably why it's in here. Uh, the, uh, the, the better translation is uh, probably in, in uh, August's uh, private collection. Uh, see, there were a lot of translations of this, of course. And uh, some of them, uh, people didn't know what they were doing. I helped him find the better copy. 
I say, Mr. Goodman, you, you seem very knowledgeable in, um, you know, rare books and, and unusual lore. We were wondering, what is that carving right there, um, you know, on, on that eagle's chest? It looks like, is it a flaw in the, in the, the sign? Well, what is that? Mm, I don't know. Oh, Some okay. sort of chicken scratches. Yeah, that's what we figure. Huh. What what brings you here tonight, Mr. Gibbon? Are you oh, here for the, the party as well? Apparently the event. It's um you you don't know. I mean you're looking they, at the book and everything. Well, Mr. Goodman, they've they vividly have, have told us it's some sort of event for uh, Veronica, oh. Mr. Wayland's uh daughter. Oh yeah. Um she is about to attempt the Abramelin operation. In fact, uh, she's going to be sequestered for 18 months. Fascinating. So she's been I, uh, uh, praying and fasting up until now and getting ready to begin the actual operation. Once she starts, she's not allowed to leave. She has to stay. Oh yeah. So rather extensive. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of why, why, you know, I got, involved in the Wayland family, uh, um, old Wayland, he attempted the Abermellon operation a number of years ago, uh, but he had the bad translation. So he thought that it was only six months that he had to follow the instructions and nothing happened. Um, he did a little research looking around and finally ran across me and I, uh, I helped him find a much better translation. So this operation that she's about to be undergun, uh, under, under with, mm-hmm. uh, is this the same, has this operation been done before by the Wayland family? And I point towards the wife in the, the photo. Not that I know of. Um, old Wayland's uh, interested in the occult. Uh, but mostly from a, you know, from a, a Judeo-Christian point of view. And uh, I mean, I don't know that much about him. I know because I got involved because of that particular book. Uh, he seems to be a bit obsessed with angels. Not do that you, surprising. Do you know the outcome of this operation, if successful? Uh, you get to talk to your guardian angel and they teach you magic. Something like that. I mean, Mr. Goodman, let's be honest here with you. Well, I don't believe it. I mean, what do you think actually happens then? I think that you end up spending 18 months doing a bunch of ritual that doesn't get you anything. I mean, so why? I mean, just like reading the Bible your whole life, does it get you anything? Not really, honestly. No, (laughs) some good stories, but uh, knowledge. I mean, people have been worth it for its own. People have been sequestering themselves in monasteries for their whole lives. And what does he get them? Gets them a place in the cemetery. I'm just a little confused why everyone just says, oh yeah, you know, she's going to spend 18 months doing this ritual and trying to contact her angel. No one is at all raising an eyebrow. I personally, I'm not a religious man, but I still sell rare books and people want these books. So that's how I make my money. Now you mentioned old Wayland tried this operation as well. Is that our host's I, father? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, August. He's uh, okay. That's his picture. There. And there were no negative side effects for him. Just not just that I know of, it just nothing happened. 
How long ago was that? Do you recall? Like it was when you first met him? So it's been a couple of years. Oh wow! Did did he ever mention? You know that he had a reason. Um, oh, and, and who's that lovely lady next to him? Oh, I think that's his wife. Her name's Elizabeth. She she passed away a number of years ago. Oh, I, I'm. So I've sure. never I never met her. It, it wasn't around the same time Waylon was trying to. No, I don't think so. Okay. It's something personal. I have no idea. Anymore. I I come now every once in a while just because I'm invited. So, it, it don't. I must have misheard, misheard, Mr. Goodman. But the man that's in the photo is that the current Wayland? Yeah, uh, I still got us right there. So okay. is that? Well, he says the, the statues in the other. Room. <laughs> yeah, quite a and quite what, a quite a prank. And what was yeah. it that his wife passed from? I have no idea. Huh? But it's it's. It's the 1920s. It could have been anything. Could have been a sneeze. <laughs> Do you have any idea why he has his uh, statue pointed towards the window? It scared us to death. You guys, just you, your questions. You, you seem very curious about the Waylands. I, I don't know much more than you do. I'm no. Uh, and he's ma he makes himself sort of comfortable in a wing chair, and he's like, you know, do you, do you mind if I smoke? Pulls out a pipe. Oh, please. Mind if we join you? <sighs> yeah. Um, I imagine Rosemary's in the kitchen. Oh, that, yes. that reminds yeah. us. Well, you know, we, we were uh, asking about refreshments and, um, you know, asking for nice stout drink. And, and it seems like that's not something um, the, the master of the house approves of, like a good wine or a good whiskey. Well, I mean, they'll give you whatever you need if if they've got it. Um, oh. uh, I don't know. Um, I have no idea. Oh, so so the other times you were here for for dinners, there was just water and then tea. Just just water. I, I oh wow. Water. Um. Can I do a slight check on him? He sounds off. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and ooh, I'm gonna spend five points of luck to pass. Okay. Um, Lester seems friendly. Uh, he does seem a little off-put by you asking so many questions. Um, after all, he's an invited guest, and suddenly he's being grilled by you um but he doesn't seem like to be lying or having a reason to lie does it seem does he seem like amused like there's an inside joke we're not getting or or does he seem more i'd say he he i don't know he doesn't really seem like anything much at all hmm. you know um so you're sitting there for a few moments, you know. Is there anything else you'd like to do? If I could elbow Maxim and ask him in, in a whisper, Maxim, um, ba based on your understanding of the magic circles, what happens if that no longer says prison? Uh, well, 
Um, you mean of the of the podium? Exactly. Uh, let me like if it says think. Diarrhea, for example. Tom, is is there an occult role here? I mean, if you believe it, does it do anything at all? Is it is it just a yeah. magic charm? You know, yeah, like I, rabbit's I, you foot. know what happens if you burn a rabbit's foot? You lose your luck. No, it's just... I've always thought Crowley was mo mostly a con artist, and and this follows in his patterns. So, okay, so I mean, I, I certainly don't mean to start, um, you know, messing up our guess's a wonderful home, but I wonder if a little nick or scratch to change that word might not. Um, might not be the most interesting thing in the world. Well, and, and also the, the lectern's very large, apparently made out of lead. Um, another thing, if if we do want to push um, push this a little, we could try to, to move it together. Ah, I see, I see. Well, again, Mr. Goodman's here, so probably, uh, probably not for the best, but uh, certainly something to think of. This is certainly fascinating to me. I cannot wait to uh, speak with him more about this operation. As, it's rare uh, that you get. As you are sitting there chit-chatting, um, you hear another knock at the front door. Um, once again, uh, Jeremiah walks past the door, heads towards the front door, and you hear him open the door, and he says, Ah, oh, good evening, sir. It's so nice to see you again. Um, hello, Jeremiah. How are you? He says, Please come in. Um, there are some people here who had some difficulty with their car. Uh, they're in the, the library. Uh, would you like to join them? Uh, sure. And around the corner into the library steps an identical copy of Lester Goodman. Oh, hello, um, Lester Goodman. And he steps forward to shake your hand. Do we still see Lester sitting yeah, there? Yeah, he's still sitting there. In fact, I shake his hand out of a habit and say, um, uh, Professor Walker, nice to meet you. He, he, as he shakes your hand, he looks over past you and he goes, oh, I didn't know you were here, Lester. And, and Lester sitting down stands up and he says, oh, Lester, I haven't seen you for so long. And uh, they sort of embrace for a moment. And he says, how was your trip? He says, oh, it was really nice. Uh, and they start carrying on a bizarre little conversation about Kendallman, the are, are you two related? Then? Yeah, well, pretty much perhaps. identical. I mean, you can't once they've started sort of co-mangling, you've lost track of which one is. I dress which. exactly the same way and everything. Exactly. Oh, wow. Except Identical that, twins except that Lester name? number two doesn't know you. And Lester number one does. And Lester number one has still his pipe. He's maybe? got his pipe, and the okay, other guy so, doesn't. All right, I, I, gentlemen, I I need some air. I this is this is nuts to me. I and I I'm going to walk uh, to the parlor, and possibly I, walk to the front door. Okay. I, I think I'll join you. I, I've I've sat down an empty glass. I think I've I've had, enjoyed a little bit too much of this just delightful tea. Uh, I need to to visit to visit the washroom. All right. So, Professor uh, Professor Payton, you are heading towards the washroom. Uh, Professor Dewitt, you're heading towards the front door or the parlor. 
I mean, it's the parlor is on the way to the front door. Yeah, it's just walking to the front door, okay. basically. Um, Professor Zool, Professor Thieker, Professor Walker, what are you guys doing? I'm going to stay here and talk to the Goodmans yeah. and try to use my psychology to, to understand like fraternal twins dressed the same way. See, I'm like, are you twins with the same name or? <laughs> I'm going to uh, continue to uh, explore the, the library a bit, see if there's anything else that appears related to anything we've learned so far. Okay. So, uh, Professor Dakota, um, uh, you walk down the hall towards the front door. And um, did you say you were going to get some air? Yes. All right. Uh, Professor uh, Albie, you've stepped into the washroom. It's a yes. nice little washroom, sort of 1920s style. It's, it's been somewhat modernized, you know, maybe, maybe five years ago or so. Um, but it's got running water and it's got a toilet and everything like that. Um, it seems to be in, in fairly good working order. Uh, are you going to do anything in the bathroom other than bathroom stuff? Um, I didn't have the intention of it, but I mean, like if I step in and something seems out of place or interesting, you know. Okay. Nothing seems out of the place or interesting. In okay. Um. But once I leave, we'll get, uh, we'll, we'll get oh. back to you though for just, okay. in just a minute. Sure. So Professor Dakota, you go to the front door and you open it. And just as you open the door, Lester Goodman is coming up onto the porch and was getting ready to knock on the front door. And he's like, Oh, um, hello, I'm Mr. Goodman, is Jeremiah no longer the butler here? Uh, I, I, yes. You can he, do a sanity roll. Yeah. <laughs> Failure. Failure. Do a 1D. Oh, once again, a 1D2. Okay. So, uh, one. Uh, he's he's like um, is Mr. Jeremy is Jeremy still here as the butler or yeah yes uh, he he is and I I turn around uh, uh, Jeremiah uh, another guest is here and Jeremiah comes around the corner and he starts walking he goes oh hello Mr. Goodman how are you this evening and uh, invites him in and tells him the story of your car breaking down and. Sends him to the library, and once again, a third Lester Goodman comes into the library, which now you can all do sanity rolls. Professor Albie, you're in the bathroom, and do a spot hidden for me. Okay. Uh that's a fail, uh, and I don't think I want to spend twenty points of okay. luck to make it a success. Uh, do a do a pound check. Okay. Uh, that I pass. Twenty six out of fifty. How much you say on a fail? Um, just just one or two. Right. And pass is one. Yeah, just take one. Oh. Um. 
Professor Albie, as you're sitting there or standing there, um, you notice a place on the wall where the wallpaper seems to be curling just a little bit, like there's something underneath it. And just by some chance, you sort of reach out and, you know, flip it to see what's underneath. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, the wallpaper on the wall suddenly starts to crumble. And within a matter of seconds, all of the wallpaper in the room is crumbling. And you can see that you are in a dirty, filthy, broken down lavatory um, with literal, I mean, holes in the wall. And uh, everything is dirty and dusty. Dear God. uh. And a second later, it's all back the way that it was before. Perfectly normal. Ramaz, you know, under my glasses, Ramaz. And it's like. You can do a thing, people. Yeah. Uh, Just barely a fail. All right. Um, take one point of damage. Okay. Uh, my guess is you part sort of stumble out of the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there seems to be conversations going on inside the library. Uh, it seems more people may have arrived. Uh, Professor Dakota, did you continue outside or did you come back in? No, I just, I continue walking outside. Okay. You step outside, and I would like you to do a power roll. So, Tom, after this, can we take a quick uh, bow break? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, fail. Okay. Uh, you step out of the door, and uh, you're you're looking around. Uh, you can see that there are a few flakes of snow that are wafting down from up above. Uh, It's very light, but the sky is cloudy and dark. Um, It's probably about 4.30, 5 o'clock by now. And it's cold. Uh, You also, out of the corner of your eye, you see something moving. And over by the barn that woman is over there and she's sort of growling at you from across the the property what the it's it's her it's it's elizabeth it's what the hell is going on here? I don't. I. I. I I've got. I've got to get the others. We. We. We've got to leave. What. What is. What is going on here? And I turn around and and rush back to the front door. You, uh, rush back in the front door, and uh, you. Rejoin everybody in the library. By this moment, you've all sort of come back together into the library. And we'll take a five-minute break there. 
Over the course of the next 10 minutes, five more Lester Goodmans arrive. They uh, never seem to know themselves, but I mean, they know themselves, but they haven't seen themselves in a while. Um, if you ask for more business cards, all of their business cards are identical. All in all, there's at least 10 of them. And about that time, around the corner comes another gentleman, much more distinguished looking, a bit uh, uh, rather, rather handsome, matching the description exactly of the, uh, the painting and the uh, statue. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, I am Augustus Wayland. Uh, your host for this evening. How are you all doing? Uh, have you all gotten your refreshments? And Mr. Whalen, pleased to make your acquaintance. And, you know, we are very, very grateful of the hospitality you've shown us. My name is Dr. Virgil Zoll. Yes, um, Jeremiah was telling me that your car has run out of gas. Absolutely, and we hope we're not uh, intruding. I understand there's oh, no, this no. evening. Uh, there's there's plenty of room. Uh, well, we certainly don't want to uh, disturb your 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 gathering here tonight. Um, um, we'd be more than happy to wait in here or or, no, or it's, somewhere it's, else. It's, it's a very special occasion. Uh, um, no, you're you're certainly welcome to join us for dinner. Um, Thank you very much, sir. My uh, daughter will be attempting to accomplish what I was not. Uh, I was, uh, are you, any of you familiar with the Abramelin operation? We've uh, spoken of it. We, uh, we noticed some of, uh, uh, we noticed you have the book. Well, a in, lot of uh, people who, who, who are interested in the occult do have this book. It's, and Mr. Goodman spoke of it as well. He told yes, us that uh, you had tried it before. Yes, and he looks right. He says, Lester has provided me with you know, a number of things that uh, made, the, uh, made the attempt worthwhile. Um, I can't quite understand why I wasn't successful. The first time I understand mm -hmm. that, you know, I didn't uh, have a, a good translation, but... Uh, the translation that we have now is a very good one, and I, I also failed. It didn't seem to work for me then either. Oh, you've attempted multiple times. I'm I've sure. attempted it twice, yes. If I may ask, um, and again, I could understand not wanting to mention the name, but what were you trying to find? Names being special, I can understand not wanting to mention. Oh, you seem to so. know a little bit about it then. Um, it's not really a particular thing. The concept is that one spends 18 months in a kind of a purification ritual. Um, they, uh, they fast, they pray, uh, they abstain uh, from certain kinds of food. They... Uh, follow a certain ritual, they say prayers, they face different directions. It's, it's quite complex. And then there's, uh, there's the preparation where you've, uh, you spread sand upon the floor, 
and you use a kind of it's got a, a it's got a Hebrew name, but it basically it's a kind of a wand, um, uh, like three feet long. It's pointed at the end, and you draw magical symbols in the sand, and uh, you have special clothing you wear, and it, it's all very involved. And at the end of it, your guardian angel should appear to you, at which point you can ask him to teach you the secrets of the universe. Once you have those, you can use uh, Abramelin's uh, equations to bind the demons and devils that are trying to thwart you, you know, passion and uh, arrogance and anger and, and hatred. And then once you've bound them all, then you are free to, you've purified yourself. You've become a pure, idyllic human being. Um, who is a master of the universe, what Adam should have been before he and Eve fell from grace. Uh, what, if I may ask, are you trying to bind or control yourself of underworld psychology to see if there's like a thing that's really bugging him and then caused him to want to purify you can, uh You can do a psychology. Like, I'm thinking, like, is it anger? Is it lust? Is it hunger? Uh, all right, I'm going to spend seven luck to make it pass. Okay. From the few minutes that you've spoken with him and the way he says things, if, if what he's saying is the truth, and it probably is according to the book he can't fathom why he failed you know since um obviously the problem is at him you know he's he's a good person he's worthy of this sort of thing that in of itself arrogance and uh, pride are probably the thing that's keeping it from working for him. Uh, but he answers your question by saying, well, all of it, you're, you're trying to bind all of the evil passions, all of them. Obviously, you don't want to have anything. You don't want lust or anger or hatred or, or any of that. Um, hopefully, my daughter is more successful. We'll know in uh, 18 months. Oh, I thought she finished the preparation. Oh no, she's just about to begin. She's oh. finished. She's finished preparing hmm. for the operation. For the eighteen months. Yes. The, oh wow. Uh, okay. Her room upstairs has been converted into a kind of a, a place where she can sleep, but also a place where she can perform all of the necessary functions in private, without any kind of disturbance. Um, I'll be able to pass her the food that she requires uh, without actually coming into contact with her. Uh, as that's part of the whole thing. I'm sure you and the lady of the house, but she's lovely, by the way, must be proud. Well, my wife, she, she passed away some years ago. Oh, oh well, I'm so sorry. Uh, Mr. Whalen, did your wife try to achieve the same operation? No, my wife wasn't particularly interested in the occult. 
uh, oh, okay. No, Mister uh, Mister Whalen, do you have the wand you used for your ceremony? I'd be fascinated to see it. It's it's in her. It's the same one she's using it. Um, unfortunately, there's there's no way. Uh, at this point in time, I didn't know that you were interested in the occult. Perhaps you know we can keep in touch after this. Uh, but I would uh, very much course, enjoy that. At the I, moment, I, everything I, is everything is prepared, and uh, nobody can go in there except her at the moment. Of course, that makes perfect sense. I, I actually am a professor of occult at Miskatonic University. Uh, my name's uh, Professor Maxim Walker. Oh, nice Miskatonic. to make your acquaintance. Miskatonic's a lovely university. I've been there a couple of times in the past, uh, just to visit, to just to consult. Would you, by chance, be a member of the society? No. Uh, you're referring the, to the alumni society. No, not. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, most of my studies have been private. I've done them on my own. Sorry, I say, Mr. Whalen, uh, that chandelier you have in, in the foyer is lovely. H how is it powered? Jeremiah mentions it's some sort of new technology. I don't know anything about that. Oh. Uh, uh, Jeremiah keeps everything in working order. Um, well, uh, dinner will begin in about 45 minutes. Gentlemen, my home is your home. Uh, uh, please, uh, you know, make yourself, uh, make yourself at home. Um, Thank you. Rosemary's probably quite busy. She probably hasn't brought you a lot of things. Uh, feel free to, uh, walk about, uh, as I say, my home is your home. Mr. Goodman, be, it, pardon me before you leave. I was just, um, perhaps I could talk to you, uh, in private for a moment. Of course. Um, uh, where would you like to talk? We can just step Should out. Should we go back the, into the study? Oh, in the study, certainly. Yeah. Um, uh, Mr. Wayland, I, uh, I'm intrigued by your guests. There appear to be 11 uh, Lester Goodmans, all of identical appearance, who have joined us tonight. Uh, that does not seem possible. No? Why? Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I've, I've heard Lester, identical twins. I, I've known Lester for years now. Have you known 11 Lesters? I'm not sure that I ever counted. <laughs> so this is normal to you to see basically a dozen. The only thing abnormal about this particular event is your showing up um, Oh yes, I and for that I apologize. You're, you're you're not you're not intruding. I mean, our I'm, uh, hospitality is very much an important thing. Uh, I was not. Uh, I mean, we didn't expect you, but we've we've got plenty. We're, we're not we're not uh, you know starving anything like that. So it's it's usually just the okay. Goodmans and you then, or actually we're in. Uh, Maxim wanted to be private, oh, sorry. so we we stepped into the other room. If you want to try to overhear. <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. I, I, I didn't realize you stepped into the other room, not just to the side. Maxim, do a, do a power roll. 
uh, I succeeded. As you are standing there talking to uh, uh, Augustus Wayland, um, past him over his shoulder, uh, past the statue that's looking out of the window, you can see two things. You can see that it has begun to lightly snow, and you can see that there is a very strange and evil-looking demon woman, as, uh, as Professor Dakota described her, uh, staring in the window and growling. Oh, my goodness. He wasn't deranged uh, or confused by the, the stress. Wayland is facing you, so he doesn't see it. Mr. Wayland, who, who is that in the window? Someone's in the window? Oh, that's just a bust of me. Uh, no, outside. There's someone staring in. It's a woman. She's not there uh, when he turns around, but he walks she over. She was there. He walks over to the window and he's looking out. He says, you say you saw someone. A woman. It, it, she bore a striking resemblance to your wife, but with oh, matted... Black hair. You know, my, my wife's been dead. Uh, perhaps it's a guest. Um, I don't recall inviting a woman. Uh, and he steps out of the room and starts heading towards the front door. Do you go with him? Oh, yes. All right. You go to the front door. And this is his home. He opens the front door. And he steps out onto the porch. And you're still kind of just inside the door. Uh, the snow is coming down lightly. You can see it's partly coated the ground. Um, do a power roll. Success. Just barely. It's for the first time you kind of noticed the paint job on the house doesn't look quite as in shape as it did earlier, it, you can see definite places in the, the paint where it's peeling and it's crackled. And mm -hmm. as you look out at the hedges and the, you know, the, the landscaping, even though it's got like a little coating of white on it, it doesn't look like it's in as good repair as you originally thought. And as he's standing there, he says, well, I, I don't see a damn thing. And he turns back and looks at you. And as he does that, this woman, this demon woman, whatever she is, she leaps out from behind a, uh, a hedge and leaps onto Wayland's back. Oh, my and, God. And you see, he, he sort of looks very surprised. Uh, he gasps and sort of calls out. You see her hand, which is mostly like a claw. He, she reaches around and rips his throat completely out to the point where it almost decapitates him. Uh, blood splatters everywhere. He falls oh onto God. the ground. She grabs him and she starts biting into him. You can do a sanity roll and then tell me what she shoots you. <laughs> Uh, I succeeded. Do a 1d4 on your sanity, though. 1d4, okay. 
Um, while I'm doing that, I definitely want to scream for help. Three points of sand loss, so that's a total of four for me. Okay. Um, you scream for help. Uh, she's tearing him limb from limb. Uh, I'm the try rest to knock of her you, off. the rest of you hear Maxim yell. Okay, uh, right up by the front door. What do you guys do? Run out. Uh, see what's happening? Yeah, yeah. I run out. I'm like Maxim. Was that Maxim? Yeah, run out as well. So as you come running to the front door and out the front door, uh, you see Professor Maxim. Maxim, you said you were going to try to hit her or? Try to knock her off. All right. So you see uh, Professor Maxim swinging uh, kind of on his hands and knees and swinging his hands uh, in the light snow that's there. And Professor Maximus, you look back and you see them coming out the door uh, with them in the group that's come to the front door is Mr. Wayland. And, and he's like, oh, what the deuce? Is everything all right? And you look down, Maxim, and there's nothing. You're, it looks like you fell down the front steps. That's what it looks like to everybody. Maxim, are, are, are you ill? Did you, what, what happened? Did you fall? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, oh, I oh, fell. I'm sorry, gents, for the, for the alarm. Oh, well, hey, no, let, me, help let me help you out. Did we see Thank him you. Thank you. Leave? Are you all right? Are you all right? Yeah, you saw him. I'm okay. a bit shaken, but, um, but I think I'll be okay. So was Augustus in front of us when we ran out, or did he just appear with the group? He was. He's behind you now. So. Right, because but, but we saw they left. They went into a room. They left. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then right. Maxim ended up outside, and somehow, yes, that's somehow they got separated. Right. Oh, uh, Mr. Augustus, I, I thought you were with uh, you were with Maxim. Uh, you know, having conversation. Well, I was, and uh, he wanted to go outside, so I'm not sure. Oh, oh my. I, I guess he fell down the steps. It is. I, Are you all right, Mister Maxim? Do you need any first aid? I, I, I think I think I will recover just with a, a moment of time and perhaps a a word with my friends. All right, and he goes back in, and you hear him take up conversation with Lester as he steps inside. I I want to immediately walk out and look towards the barn and see if I see the woman. Do a spot hidden. Hard success. You see a figure. You think it's the woman, uh, but she is not. She's running from the barn towards the well which you can't quite see. You know the well's right there, but you'd have to go out and around the house to see the well. I, I move past them and start to make my way around the house. What is it, Dakota? Okay. It's... I, the, the woman, Elizabeth, she... And I just keep walking. I saw her too. 
why I came out with our host, Mr. Wayland, and and she attacked him. That's actually what happened. I have no idea how he then moved his way into the house with you. Dakota, I'll come with you. You two are talking nonsense. Well, how, well, when I went to the washroom, there was a moment and, and I thought it was just, I don't know, a moment of lightheadedness or something where, where I saw wallpaper curled off the wall and I, and I, and I touched it and, and it dissolved the wallpaper all around me dissolved and, 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 and the room had, it, it was decrepit and like it had been there for years unused. And then I, I, I rubbed my eyes and blinked and it was, it was, it was back to normal. Maybe clearly we cannot I, trust our senses. Yeah. There's I, something happening here. When I first, and when we first entered, I thought the, I thought the chandelier and all that looked rather dusty for a, you know, a nice chandelier. I didn't think much of it at the time, but yeah, I, do you think maybe there's a, uh, is there any chance that there, we could be on some sort of a, uh, like there's a gas leak or something? I mean, I, what, what, what could cause us to be seeing things like this? I, I don't understand. I, I, I mean, gentlemen, look around us. We're standing in snow. Yeah, it, it's snowing in May. Yeah, that, I mean, I figured we were a little more north than the usual, but this is definitely out of character for the weather. Uh, I guess, should we stick together and go after this woman? Or, I mean, do we even really know that she's there? Dr. Well, DeWitt, did you say that you were starting to go? Yes. All yeah. right, so you guys see Dr. DeWitt heading around the house. I'm following him. Along, DeWitt. Follow him. Yeah, I'm, I'm following go. along. Yeah, let's go. Uh, I, 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 Talking yeah, about a torch or a porch light or something, it's pretty dark, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's still dusky, oh. so there's still some light. Um, everyone do a luck roll. Oh, shit. Uh, I remember I spending six earlier. Yeah. I oh, passed. no, I would, have, pass. did, wouldn't it matter pass. if I spent the six or not. I failed. <laughs> pass. I succeeded. Yeah. yeah, mine's also, I mean, mine's a hard as well. Oh, so you all passed except for Dr. Uh, Theaker. All right, <laughs> that's good. All right. So you guys are sort of working your way around to the back of the house. Um, about halfway, you can see the well, you know. Uh, you're also getting a more view of the house itself by walking around it. <clears throat> you can see that the upstairs, uh, there is like a, a small veranda that, you know, sticks out from the house. And there seem to be odd little conical piles of something directly below the edge. Um, they're kind of yellow-ish and not, uh, not, light snow at all as you're walking by them. They're maybe 10 feet from you, but they look weird. So like when, when, the, when the woman attacked Mr. Wayland, I noticed also that the house didn't look as in good shape or the the landscaping. I wonder perhaps this is an indication that the house is even in worse shape than we thought. Uh, so Maxim, I don't, I'm, I'm not versed in the occult uh and a lot of what's been discussed tonight is is very new to me uh but is it possible okay this this could be very far out there but 
with 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 you saying the house didn't look as good and with me uh you know um, experiencing what i experienced and and now the snow they're, they're talking about this 18 month ritual is it i mean is it is it possible they've already started it and i mean now we're experiencing it and 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 and, and we're in it and we're we're part of it and that and time has passed and we're getting glimpses of that i don't i don't i don't, I don't know how a cult works or any if if that's that's something that could could even happen i'm so out of my depths uh in this right now it's a fascinating theory um from what i know of the operation could there be something like that not according to the operation. It doesn't make any sense for that. Um, something is obviously really wrong here, but. Mm-hmm. I wonder, gentlemen. You're you still, are you still walking towards the, uh, the well? I, w- I want to check out those piles. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm following where Maxim is going as I'm talking. I- you know. I want to do the same. I want to walk towards the piles. When you walk towards the piles, the piles are only maybe less than a foot high, but they have a grainy like substance, like, like, like sugar. Um, But when you touch them, you realize that it's sand. Um, It's very white sand, but it seems to have trickled down from the second floor. Um, like there was sand on that veranda. Is it a lot of sand or well, well enough to pile down? I mean, yeah. I mean, it looks like, you know, there's probably a couple of pounds of sand down here in various little piles. Now, gentlemen, you do recall um, Augustus mentioning that part of the ritual or the ceremony does involve drawing things in sand. And again, this is probably an occupational hazard. Thinking of Mesoamerican myths, for example, the Aztec or the Mexican creation myth, we believe time is in the cycle. Universes or worlds get created, destroyed, created, destroyed, created, destroyed. In fact, they believe this is the fifth world that we're part of. I wonder, could this be the 11th or 12th iteration uh, of this thing? And this is why we see 10, 11, 12 Lesters and we see pounds of sand instead of a line of sand and, and things like that, gentlemen. But why why would we just see 11 Lesters and not 11 Mr. Waylands? Why not 11 Jeremiah's? I, this, is, this is confusing to me. This is something that I, I, I don't normally, normally deal with. Well, maybe it's because Mr. Wayland and, and Jeremiah and Rosemary all always live in this house and again I, I, I don't fully understand any of this but maybe whatever is happening is localized here and and mr goodman is located outside of this i guess sphere or or, or square uh even of whatever's going on here and yeah, so there could be anchors. multiple versions uh, of this of, of mr goodman is has a car is there a car in the driveway you, yes. don't see, you don't see a car in the driveway 
So how did he get here? Uh, Professor Thieker suddenly lets out a whoop and falls backwards. Uh, as you were talking, looking at the sand and stuff, uh, he seems to have tripped and fallen over something and sunk down a bit. Uh, Professor Thieker, you seem to have fallen into a pit. Uh, the pit is maybe you know, two feet deep and uh, a cloud of ash sort of comes up as you hit it. Um, <coughs> it smells like it smells like a burn pile, you know, My and God, uh, Benny. <laughs> in, in, sometimes out in the country, they don't have, you know, they'll burn their paper garbage and stuff like that. Oh, you're gonna stumble into the burn pit. Oh. Uh, here, let me, let me let me let me let me pull you out of there. Yeah, thanks. Uh. You can see inside the pit, and then yeah, as you say, yeah. as I pull them out, do I do I see anything in there unusual, or is it you all just ash? That, uh, it's obvious that paper has been burned. It's also obvious that there is candle wax, and um, it looks like pieces of cloth. Uh, maybe maybe entire garments that were burned, uh, but nothing beyond that. Nothing. I mean, it's weird anyway. But the garments don't look like anything. Any no, because the they're they're ends. all charred, so gotcha. you can't really okay. tell. You okay. you think maybe they were white, but you're not absolutely sure because they're pretty good. Uh, uh, you also. Uh, uh, Professor DeWitt has his eyes trained on that damn well. And Professor DeWitt, you have the strongest feeling that something is over there near that well. I begin to... Something is watching you. I call out to it. Elizabeth? Elizabeth? So he's now calling out, yelling, Elizabeth. Do you see her again? There's, I can tell there's something watching us. It's eyeing us down. From where? From, from, the, from, from the well. From, oh. from where I, I thought I saw this, this, this feminine figure run to. I, I figured it was that horrible looking woman. We have to track her down. Things are not what it seems. She seems the most real. It's that's the most real, <laughs> the most, the most real of this whole situation. Indeed. Much more real than 10 Lester Goodmans from Boston all arriving at the same time or similar time with no car. I proceed to walk closer to the well. Let's, Elizabeth let's walk that way. Yep. Follow. You're all walking towards the well. All right, um, you 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 you're coming to. I'll say you're about ten feet from the well. You can see the well itself is probably about ten feet across. Uh, it's made of stones. Uh, there is a little awning, or I don't know what you call it, like a little roof over it, uh, and you can see that there's a a bucket that you can lower down. It's you wonder if it's more for show than anything else because they do have working plumbing there's gravel all around right 
Well, there's snow now. So Okay. Uh, can I reach down in and grab a rock if there's one underfoot and drop it down in the well? Yeah. Are you going to throw it or are you going to go up to the well and drop it? Uh, I'm going to go up to the well and, and drop it down in there. Okay. Do you look down into the well? Yes, I do. Uh, I, mean, when, I mean, really, I want to get my ear down there and make sure I'm listening, you know. Okay. Do a power roll. 31 is a, is a pass. Okay. So as you move up to the well and you have the rocks in your hand and you're going to drop them and you look over the edge about four feet down from you is this black-haired, fang-toothed woman clinging to the rocks. And as she sees you, she, ah, like this, and she starts to reach up towards you. And you jump back. You yeah. sanity roll. Yeah. Um, and, of yeah, course, the rest of you out. see him do that. Uh, oh, oh, four. All right. You just, you, you, you. You kind of are used to getting startled, so just take a I've couple heard about, points I've, of damage. I've, I've heard about her enough that, I, you know, it's not. And the thing that sort of puts the nail in the coffin for scaring the crap out of you is just as this happens and you sort of jump back, um, Jeremiah comes up behind you and he has in his hands a number of what look like heavy jackets. And uh, he says, is everything all right? Um, Mr. Whalen thought that if you're going to wander around in the snow, that you should at least put on something warm. There, there's, there's someone, someone that, 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 that we've seen in, in that well, or, or that some of us have in, in the well. The, the, she's in the well? Yeah, she, she's, she, she's in the well. It's it's very cold. Please now please. is not the time for a wardrobe change. There's a woman in the well. This woman that 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 my, that, that Professor Dakota and Professor Maxim have have seen. Uh, she, he, she's uh, in the well. He steps forward. He looks at you quizzically, and then he steps forward and he leans over and he looks down the well. And as soon as he does that, these claws come up, grab him by the head. He screams. And it yanks him down inside the well, and you hear a splash, and the coats fall on the ground. Do we see any of this oh. too far? Oh, yeah. No, you're standing oh, right there. My God. You see, you see is... blood sort of splatter when he does this. It's this stained. is just like what she did to Mr. Whalen. Everyone do spot hiddens. Everyone do spot hiddens. Oh, five. I got a regular success. Uh, that's, nothing. That's definitely an extreme success. Regular success. Kellier. All of you who succeeded, well, those of you who didn't succeed, you're staring at the well. You're staring at the blood and the, the snow. Those of you who did succeed, involuntarily, you look back at the house. And as you do, um, Jeremiah is about 10 feet behind you coming up with a handful of, of jackets. And he says, Ah, gentlemen, uh, Mr. Whalen said if you're going to wander around the snow, you should um, stay warm. Just point, and I say, no, no, no. Yeah. Now you can do uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, pass that one. Pass. Is there something wrong? 
you 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 were just you were just pulled in the in the you you're, you're, you still have your head you, you're you're in the well you you are in the well uh, I, turn around. I beg your pardon the coats are i turn around point where the coats fell. i was like the coats are on the are the coats on the ground oh i see you've already brought coats Oh, no, 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 you, you brought those coats and then you were pulled in the well and you dropped the coats and then you're there. And uh, I, I don't understand. He goes up and he looks, does exactly what he did before. No, no, he please don't. Over. I, 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 there's nothing in the well. Hey, Jeremiah, what day of the month is it? Do you know? What day of the month? Um, That's rather odd. I or year rather. I, I don't seem to recall what day of year. Is it May or is it November? Uh, it's mighty cold. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I just I it, it it seems to have escaped me. That's all right, my friend. That's fine. Please, please just step away from the well. Uh, just you know. Back. Well, well, gentlemen, please, you know, if uh, and he goes and he starts picking up the other jackets. If if you're not going, you know, you're going to t- catch your death of cold out here. It must be. I, I'll take a, I'll I'll take a, a jacket. Thank you very much, Jeremiah. Um, the dinner will be served in about uh, 20 minutes. Ooh, what are we having, if I may ask? Oh, well, uh, Rosemary has made some very nice soup and there's going to be roast lamb and um, uh, Another more more. Ah, lamb. How how apropos. I I assume there'll be a bell. Well, yes, but I no don't know that you'd hear it from out here. And it's it's getting oh, rather dark. Good point. Good point, Jeremiah. Gentlemen, Gentlemen what we just experienced was um, exactly what I experienced before when I fell off the stairs. I fear. I f- well, if you'll dismiss, if 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 you have everything, then, then I'll I'll return to the house. Thank you, Jeremiah. Thank you. Will you fetch a torch for us uh, on the way back, Jeremiah? It is getting a bit dark. Uh, A torch? Or or a light lantern, something to help see in the dark. I'll I'll see what I can find, sir. Perfect. We'll uh, we'll be over there uh, near the mausoleum. I I, I, I worry that that there's been something, uh, something... Some sort of hallucinogen or something in, in the yeah. tea, maybe. I, I, mean, I, 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 I had I had a few glasses of tea. I think I think everybody everybody had tea. Had cup, yes, yeah, I had a cup. Do that would do explain. an intelligence roll. As you're talking about that, uh, nope. I got hard. Hard. For those of you that pass, nothing in your experience and. Maybe some of you have experimented a little. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Professors. Nothing feels like drug. It, it doesn't. You don't feel lightheaded. You don't feel nauseous or anything like that. You seem to be in perfect control of your faculties. I'm going to be honest here with you, with you, uh, gentlemen. Uh, uh, my uh, my fiance, she she works at a cabaret. Uh, this is I, I I feel sober. Like I don't I don't think we're under the but but obviously we're seeing stuff that isn't that doesn't make sense. So what the hell's going on here? And I've seen things in the war, hysteria, psychosis, but not sharing the same type 
of hysteria and illusions and, and psychosis. Right. And we don't have any of the other symptoms that would be, uh, you know, it would corroborate a psychosis or drug, right. you know, uh, trip. Or... Gentlemen, if if I may, I, the way the property is made, remember when we we talked about that, yes. the way that it's the, the circle, everything is is almost perfectly symmetrical. I turn around and I want to look to see where possibly I, I could walk over the line of the circle, basically step out from where everything is, is perfectly aligned. You're uh, I mean, the road, the, the little circular road, um, you step outside of that, but you've actually been outside that because the, uh, the barn, the well itself yeah. and the mausoleum are on the other side of that circle. But do a spot hidden for me. Yep. Failure. Okay. Do the rest of you sort of look at what he's talking about? Sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If he's pointing around out. Yeah. Sure. You bet. All right. You can all do spot hidden as well. Pass for once. That is a pass. I could spend one point to make it a hard if needed. Well, I'll tell this to the person who has the lowest number. So what you all, uh, you're the only one close to a, a hard? I'm going to spin the one to make it to a hard. 30 out of, uh, yeah, 30 out of 60. As, as, you're, as you're surveying the scene, you see the, the well's sort of now behind you, as you've, you've turned that way. And you see the mausoleum up there. It gleams kind of white. Uh, it's probably made out of marble. You see the barn up there and you see the house. It's, a, it's not a huge house. You can see that it looks to you like the main, there's the main house. And then there's a smaller attachment, which is probably the servants' quarters that are, are part of them. But it suddenly strikes you, Professor Albie. There is no smoke coming out of any of the chimneys. So, yeah, I turn and I'm looking, you know, where, where Professor DeWitt's indicating. And then I turn and I look up and I know and I see, you know, I see the the chimneys and nothing's coming out and i remember the warmth because i was one the one thing we noticed when we walked in was how warm and the you know fires were in other rooms and i'm like there's there's no smoke coming out of any of those chimneys and 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 we know we know there's fires going in the house and that's impossible yeah how 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 could how could that be possible i mean what i mean the senses are lying to us. No smoke and, and there's heat. No wires and there's light and electricity. What if what if this place is a and albeit, what if this place is a prison? It's perfectly in the same way it's always been. Prison for who? A prison, yeah, for what? I mean, for for Waylon. 
he failed it. He failed the operation. And now his only hope is his daughter to succeed it. Maybe it will break them out of this prison. Well, maybe he succeeded. Maybe he succeeded in bound everything else here. Everything is bound due to his success in the operation. Yeah, I don't get the sense that he wants to to get away from this. That, that I mean, so much so that he his daughter uh, is now attempting the same thing he failed at. Perhaps we should head towards the mausoleum as we talk, gentlemen. Yes, that might give us a clue to this mystery. Yes, let's. And I proceed to walk towards the mausoleum. Follow. Okay. As well. You walk over towards the mausoleum. It's a rather imposing structure. It's, uh, you know, got um, rather a beautiful uh, springtime carvings into the the marble, you know, flowers and gardens and and things like that. And inside, there's kind of a little inside you can see into. There are two white sarcophagi. One says Elizabeth Wayland. The other one says Augustus Wayland. Do these have, are there dates anywhere? That there, are, there are dates. Okay. Um, it looks like his wife died about seven years ago. And it looks like August died a couple of years ago. I'm assuming they're closed. Yeah, they're close. They're sealed. Any iconography on the walls and the decorations beyond flowers? Just just stuff that you would expect to see on a mausoleum. No sign of gig or anything? No sign of... Like gig or any... Like... No, there's no, no, mytholo- <laughs> no, uh, myth- <laughs> no, no mythological creatures. What, what, what does... I mean, I could understand. I understand why his, why his, why, why, why the lady of the house has a death day. But we have talked. We have talked. Uh, we have talked to 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 Augustus. Why? Why does he? Why? Why does? Why does he have a? I mean, a death date on. Maybe that's when his heart died. Oh. Because his wife left him. But if it wasn't, if it was waiting for him, then the sarcophagus would be open. These ha- these both have bodies in them. It would, it would, one would assume. I don't know if we want to go through the trouble of trying to open them. There, uh, there's, there. there's bars on the door. You can't. Get oh, okay. So even if we had a crowbar, we, we, we couldn't get those, get through those bars. There, there is something going on with Tom in this place. Uh, the, you know, uh, Jeremiah could not remember even what year it was, uh, let alone what month or day. Uh, and now we have, we have uh, dates of, of, of Augustus' death, and there's 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 something wrong with Tom uh, here. And I, I and don't your vision understand. of of the bathroom being completely different, and mine of the house and the landscaping being older and 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 um, not in good shape. Are we trapped in time? Are we having visions? How do we even know that we're actually seeing these um, these uh, uh, caskets here in the, the tomb? 
can all if, do. If we look uh, back, Tom, uh, does the house dimensions seem reasonable, or does it seem bigger on the inside? No, it seems reasonable. But you can all do uh, power rolls again. Consistent by a possible sanity check, but none of us are insane yet, so we can't even <laughs> do that. I failed. Oh, I got, uh, I got a nine. I just pass. failed. I, can I, I spend three. Can I spend three luck to make that a pass? If you want to, uh, I'll do it. Can I spend eleven to pass? You can spend any amount you want. Okay. Just remember, okay. you're wasting your, your luck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no. If you have to roll a luck roll, it's whatever you have left. Okay, I spent, pass, I spent three to pass. If you pass, if you concentrate if you squint your eyes and you stare at the house and you stare at the grounds it looks dilapidated at least for a few moments while you're staring at it and then it seems to be the way that you've seen it all evening long no no something something's wrong here something's is not quite what it seems we need to go talk with the snow the snow and the wind begin to pick up suddenly uh it you can feel the temperature literally dropping as you're standing there and i mean like zero minus 10 i don't i don't i don't know that we should talk to anybody other than we need to walk down that driveway and back out onto the road and in this weather we freeze is this really the weather, though? Yeah, I, if we we cross cross the board the the archway, we may be back in May May fourth, and 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 I'll walk all the way to Sonorak. Uh, you know, I'll do it myself if I have to. But well, let, let's try at least passing the threshold. See what happens. It is cold. <sighs> I'm I'm fascinated by this, though, gentlemen. We we have suffered nothing yet. Let's, now, we're 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 men of uh, who are interested in solving problems. Let us figure this out. I'm a man uh, who's interested in solving problems who's about to suffer frost frostbite. It seems the house is warm, but there's no fire coming out of the house. Nonetheless, we feel warm. Perhaps this cold is a lie as well. Well, we're also men of science. Perhaps an experimentation is in order. A control group walking out, another group going in the house, and then we compare notes. Walking out should take 10 minutes at best of the threshold. I am going to turn around and start walking towards the house, only muttering under my breath, Veronica. Okay. I'm I'm heading into the house as well, gentlemen. I I need to to unravel this. Albie, do you want to go check the threshold of that archway? I will. Ten minute walk. I'll join you too. I will. I will. Uh, yes, I will. I'm going to to that archway. Okay, let's go. So on the property, you are exactly opposite. You know of the yeah. the, the arch. Right. And the so house we'll be walking the back to the house and then head to the archway. So as you are walking, you're walking towards the house. Um, just as you start to come around towards the front, uh, Jeremiah steps onto the porch and he says, uh, gentlemen, uh, we are now gathering for dinner. Uh, please join us in the dining room. 
Sure, we'll, we'll be right there. Yeah, give yeah, us we, 10 we'll minutes. Just we'll, We're just checking on the car. We'll be right back. Yes, we left something in the car. Maybe a gift for the young Veronica. He, uh, he looks kind of concerned and he steps back. Uh, Professor Dakota and Professor Maxim, are you staying with them? Uh, I'm heading into the house. Okay. I am going to head into the house as well. Okay. So the two of you are going with Jeremy into the house. Um, the other three, from this point on, it seems like every step you take, the snow gets deeper and deeper. And you've only traveled maybe 10 more feet from the front door. And it's already almost three feet deep. And you're having to push your way through the snow. And you can feel your pants are getting wet. And it's getting freezing cold. And just five more feet and you can feel the temperature dropping, you're now afraid that you will freeze to death before oh, you will get to the front gate. Blessed. I'm this not, is my not, time at the Ardennes during winter. Not willing. I guess I'm not willing to, to die. To, to, oh, I, we, we, we have to turn back, I guess. But there goes this experiment. Benny? I, oh. Yeah, I mean, we, we can't freeze out here. I, I guess we'll have to try it better time uh, time <laughs> time funny you say that <laughs> uh, turn around and start you know turn back. back all right you go through the front door and once again it's warm and light and uh, you find that your pants are still a bit wet um, but the warmth inside the house uh, is better. Uh, Professor DeWitt and Professor Walker, you have sort of joined a group of Lesters uh, that are all moving down the hallway toward, towards a couple of double doors that are open. And you can see it's a it's large formal dining room. Um, so you guys see them going and you just join them? Absolutely. Yes. And the three of you as well. Sure, we catch up. Yeah. Yes. You uh, you step into the dining room. It's well-appointed dining room. Uh, there are, uh, uh, you know, there's a big roaring fire in a fireplace. Uh, everybody's sort of taking their uh, stand around, um, and uh, and Wayland. Augustus Wayland says, uh, gentlemen, I would like to present my daughter. And a woman steps into the room. Uh, she's tall, and she's thin, and she has blonde hair. And it looks like she has ashes on her head, in her hair. And visually, she looks like she hasn't eaten a thing in days. But she's got on makeup, and she's in a, in a very lovely white dress as she comes in. Uh, this is my daughter, Veronica. Uh, Veronica will be attempting Abramelin operation uh, beginning the, tomorrow morning, um, well, from midnight on. 
Uh, she will be sequestered for 18 months at the wind of which we will know whether she was successful or not. And she's like, I'm very glad you're all here. Thank you for coming. And she goes over by Wayland and she sits down next to him. At which point everybody sits. I sit down as well. Is this the first time you've uh, attempted this ritual, Ms. Veronica? Well, yes, indeed it has. It's, uh, it's going to be quite grueling, but I've been studying. So I think we have everything that we need, and it's right. Um, everybody do spot hiddens as you're looking around the room. Oh, that's a double skull for 100. I didn't see shit. I finally passed a spot hidden. 85, nope. Bumble. I, I failed. Um, who passed? Sorry. Pass for once. Uh, Professor Zul, you are, from where you're sitting, you're looking towards the fireplace. And setting on the fireplace, on the mantle, there is a sculpture of a lion. And the lion uh, is instead of facing into the room, it's actually facing the window uh, that, that, that looks outside. And you can see quite clearly that there is a uh, sigil on the base, but it's a little too far away for you to see exactly what it is. Um, Rosemary comes in and she... Uh, Starts serving, uh, she's got a tureen, she starts serving soup. Uh, the china bowls are, are quite lovely, um, and uh, the soup smells wonderful. Uh, what do you guys do? I say that is a very lovely statue you have there, um, Mr. Wayland. Well, oh, what, what is that weird just, mark just, on it? Just a, a knickknack I picked up somewhere. Uh. Um, everyone do your power rolls. While I'm doing that, I think that, you know, I'm cold and soup looks warming, so I, I sit down. I failed. Hard pass. Just regular failure. Uh, hard 99. pass Extre- Oh! Extreme. Fumble on a power roll. Gotta love that. Maxim got an extreme. No, I got, I got a ninety-nine. Oh, okay, you, you failed. Dakota I got an extreme. Benny I got, got a hard, and Maxim got a fumble. So Dakota, you got a you got an extreme. Yes. Yes, extreme success. All right. Uh, so we've got Dakota, and we've got uh, Doctor Peyton, and we've got Doctor Virgil. Um, the uh, Mister and I mean uh, the Waylands. Uh, began, you know, sipping their soup. And uh, uh, Professor Maxim and Professor Benny, uh, it smells really good. Uh, Maxim, you take a, a mouthful and it's delicious. It seems to have vegetables and uh, probably lamb, probably lamb in it. Uh, you're not quite sure the meat. You don't eat much lamb. Uh, Professor Benny young, made something just like this. It's delicious. 
Professor Professor Benny, it's it's good. It's it's quite good. Um, Professor Virgil, Professor Payton, you bring it up to your face, and there's something that smells way off. Professor Dakota, you put your spoon into it and bring it up and realize that there is a rat floating in your soup. My God, the hell is, what are you serving people? I told uh, my man, what's going on? It's a rat, a, a, a disgusting rat in the soup. As soon as he says that, you all realize that the soup is, it's not what you thought that it was. It doesn't Ugh. taste good, and it smells <gasps> rancid. Oh, God. wait. Oh, <laughs> soup is bad. Are, are, are you all right? What's, what's going on? You've, you've, you've come into my house, and, and you're insulting our... I don't understand you people. I apologize, but you, you have served us bad soup. Uh, his, his has a, a, a rat in it, Dakota? Yes, there's a rat in the soup. It is. Uh, are, are you all mad? At, at this point, I, I don't know if it's madness, craziness, or just mere delusion. What is, what is going on here, Mr. Whalen? What is this prison you've built yourself that's decaying? I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm, I'm, I'm quite at my wit's end to understand what you are why you are acting in this manner. Are you not gentlemen? We mean no offense, sir. Perhaps it's the cold and, and our travels has made us a bit disoriented. Please forgive us. Everybody do your, your uh, pals again. Success. Uh, failure. Failure again. I don't even have enough luck to fix it. If, if you, I, I succeeded. If you fail, you you can't see through the illusion. But if you if you passed, even just a regular pass, there's nobody in this room but you. Um, this room is dilapidated, and the table is old, and. The bowls in front of you are empty, except they've got dried, something old and dried in them. There's no liquid at all. And for a good 30 seconds, uh, looking around, you realize everything is old and damaged in here. It's like nobody's lived here for years. And then it all comes back. And they're all still staring at you like you're, you're crazy. Uh, I, so I, I'd like you to explain yourselves, he says. And I failed. So I was like talking to myself during all of that for them, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was still talking. I was like, no, I mean, no disrespect. You got to look at the, the yeah. And so then, yeah, here we are. I, I beg your pardon, Mr. Wayland. Um, uh, something must be disagreeing with me. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just... I think I'm going to excuse myself. 
All right. So you excuse yourself. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I'm 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 suffering from a similar similar thing. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna visit the washroom uh, myself. Thank you. Uh, excuse you were, me. You were you were out in that cold for quite a while. I'm sure that's what it is. Just need hell to of a, s- splash some water on my face and, and compose myself. It's a hell of a, a blizzard for May. Start talking. I'm going to pay more attention to that eagle thing. To see that's it. where I'm going as well to the lion. When you when you say May, he looks at you with a very strange look. Like, what are you talking about? It's, it's May. May. What, what, what year so, is this, Mister Wayland? If you I, don't mind me asking. And he suddenly looks very confused. What year? Is it nineteen twenty? May nineteen twenty. Who are you, people? Veronica, Why? what year is it? She looks up. She looks at her father. She looks around at you. I I I don't understand the question. You should understand what, what, the, the date. All of a sudden, everything goes black. Um, not really black, but there are no lit candles. There is no fireplace. I mean, there's no fire in the fireplace. You're all sitting around, well, except for um, Albie. Um, you're all sitting around an empty table uh, with... It looks like nobody's been here for years. Uh, Albie, every step you took outside of the room heading towards the bathroom, the more dilapidated the house looked. By the time you got there, there's no working plumbing. Goodness, it's it's a a nightmare. It's it's dark. There's no electricity. There's no candles or anything. Yeah, fell on my way. The more I go, I'm Try to keep a hand on the wall. And there's there's nobody in the room with you except you people. Is is the lion still there? Yes, it is. Want to go um, and look at it? Yeah, can we get a closer yes. look? I'm also going to start uh, shouting out for Elizabeth. Elizabeth, where are you, Elizabeth? Come out. Okay. Don't um, call her. Is... She'll be, she'll kill us. She's the only real thing there is here. But every time she Too killed real. somebody, right. you we'll, saw her come we'll, back. We'll we'll, we'll back. get back to him yelling that out in a moment. And, but first, uh, this is what you have from the symbol that's on the line. Awesome. So this would be two, one, nine, 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 five. And then we don't count the nine. Is that correct? You do count the, the last one. Okay. So um, our spread here looks about BK, you know, BKT, AJS, IR, 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 ENW, IR. Barrier? I was going to say, I wish I was there because I know it. <laughs> barrier. barrier, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. So a prison, a barrier. If we see a lion and an eagle, Let's go look at the head in the window. Who wants to the bet there's also face. an ox? Because Absolutely. there are four faces. Let's go find the head first. The human head. All right. 
Um, do a dex roll to see if you trip and fall over anything. All of us? Oh, yeah, if you're all going to the uh, parlor. Spending five luck not to fall and break my neck. A uh, regular success. Okay. I got a regular I got success. A, I got a regular success. You managed not to. You manage not to trip and fall or break anything or so forth. All right. Uh, you uh, step into the room. Uh, you step into the room. You look at the statue and you realize on the opposite side of it, the f- side facing outwards, um, on the tie, you see this. Brilliant. Brilliant. Oof. So nine, two. Six, but yeah. <laughs> Six, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Six, two, one, two, one, three, five. So it has to be O something because the second word is going to be all consonants. Right. And it's, it, it, um, so it looks like we've got, uh, FOX, BKT, AJS, BKT, AJS, uh, L or uh, CLU, EMENW, uh, right? Right. So uh, I don't OB, something OT, obstacle. Probably obstacle. Obst- yeah. Yeah. Obstacle. Yeah. Perfect. So barrier, prison, obstacle. The next one is probably something similar. So four sets of magic squares all talking about prisons, traps, barriers, blocks. We could probably not look at the fourth one and logic would dictate or suggest that it's the same thing. You Something's all, been trapped here. You all hear a squeak uh, of a floorboard behind you. And Mr. Wayland... Um, steps into the uh, parlor where you are. And he looks at you. And for a moment, he, he stares. He looks very confused. And, and he says, uh, gentlemen, I'm very confused. What's the last thing you remember? I remember a party Were we at the party? I believe that's where I know you from. Right. You recognize us from somewhere. There, How many Lesters were in your party? There, there seem to be some gaps in my memory. Um, Professor Virgil, just before he showed up, you yelled, Elizabeth. Now that he's talking to you, you hear a growling. I mean, it's coming from somewhere in the house. And he he looks around like he's afraid of something. He says, do you hear that? What did you do to her, Augustus? What did, what did do? you do to Elizabeth? My wife? My wife died. She had cancer. What did you do to Elizabeth? You or Veronica? I, I've done nothing to Elizabeth. Veronica's my daughter. What year is it? don't understand what you say something something very dark is happening here what 
happened to my house. Agreed. Something very dark is happening, sir. You are uh, trying to unravel it. You suddenly hear something running down the hallway. And just as Wayland looks, he suddenly throws his hands up. And Not again. the demon thing <laughs> leaps onto him, screeching, and begins tearing him limb from limb. And as it does, it suddenly isn't there. What? Gentlemen, this this feels like this is his personal hell. He's he's done something. This is his prison. This is repeating constantly. He has um, been bound. He said by the operation. walking back into the room. And he's like, gentlemen, I think I might have a clue as to what's happening. Please, don't tell us, sir. I may have failed at the Evermillen operation. You did. The first one or the second one? I, uh... Continue, please, sir. I think... You, Mr. Whalen, I, I think you are. I think you failed this operation and you're trapped here, trapped in time, in space. I, I, uh, I'm very confused. Well, here's my daughter and Veronica steps around the corner. She says, am I dead also, father? And he's like, I don't know. What of us? We're not part of this. We couldn't leave. Remember, we tried. Well, that was the old. The, the answers might be upstairs. Ah, let's, let's go look. Perhaps yes, there's the ox. Perhaps we can find the ox as well. Yes. I Maybe that's will... the key. I will All consult I will consult some of the books in my library and see if there's a way to stop whatever it is that's going on. I was going to ask that Tom is there is there anything in my occult knowledge that would explain a way to break a binding? Well, put on by this operation. There is definitely traditionally ways to banish demons. Um, Waylon seems to indicate he doesn't think that it's his wife, that it's a demon mm. that's pretending to, or at least using that form, because his wife has been, his wife was dead long before he attempted any of this. In fact, it's kind of one of the reasons why he attempted it, you know, find some answers. Makes so much sense. Um. Uh, so he stands close to his daughter and they're like we, we're very confused about who we are and when we are but the answers lie in the house somewhere I move past them quickly and head up the stairs following right behind 
All right. Um, you get to the top of the stairs. Uh, there's not a lot to the upstairs. There are two doors on the left and one door on the right. Um, what, which ones do you want? Door one, one left, two left, and right. Let's go through the right first. Yeah. Cross. Let's All go right. through the right. You step through the right-hand door. Um, it opens without any difficulty. It's not locked. Um, it's obviously a man's bedroom. Uh, everything in it is rather masculine. Uh, it's dusty. It's dirty. Um, it looks like rats have made a nest in the in the bed clothing. Um, and there are a number of things here and there. There's also a large... Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Judaism, but they're, they keep the Torah in scrolls in a box on the wall. It looks like there's something like that on the wall. You can see that he's got copies of the Bible, the Koran, uh, the various holy books, the Bhagavad Gita, and so forth. And if you actually check inside this, it is indeed a Torah um, the way it's supposed to be in the scroll uh, form. Yes, I say because it's supposed to be, you know, you only take it out on certain times of the year. So right. Put it in there. And so, wow. On his desk, you also find a journal. These I'll, are kind I'll, of I'll excerpts. This is this is what you find that's important in the journal. Six okay. months, six months into the Abramalian operation. It is amazing how the same concept can appear across different religions, albeit wearing a different face and bearing a different name. The Malikim are God's messengers, part of a heavenly hierarchy, and have no physical form. Although Maimonides proposed they are metaphorical representations of the laws of nature and universal principles. The Malachi are messengers and agents of God's will, also part of a celestial hierarchy, and their forms are incomprehensible. Even in dreams, they manifest in different forms. The various branches of Christianity portray angels differently. Catholicism divides them into nine choirs and describes them as being forever incorporeal. Although the seraphim are also described as six-winged, the cherubim as four-faced, having faces of a lion, an ox, a human, and an eagle. The thrones, burning wheels, rimmed with eyes, etc. Protestantism describes them as genderless and invisible messengers and agents, agents of God's will. If it is required to ensure that God's will is enacted, they can become corporeal. I wonder exactly how I will describe the unequaled beauty of my holy guardian angel when the time comes. I wonder this every day. The last entry. At midnight tonight, 18 months have elapsed in their entirety. Tomorrow, I begin the final stage before. If I am successful this time, my holy guardian angel will appear. The next time I write here will confirm my success or my failure. I hope for the former. 
is that his guardian angel, his wife? But he failed. He failed he, again. He brought something over. Well, if you don't bring an angel, then you must have brought a demon back. And if he did, who was the trap for? Is it for him or a last-ditch attempt to trap the demon with him? I leave. If, I leave if very it's a quickly. Trap for the demon, then we better not break the barrier without sending the demon back where it came from. Right, and who is the demon? The demons inhabited the body of his wife, it appears. So, or it's taken the identity of his wife. But where does the daughter come in? Because in his story, there's nothing about the daughter having started the ritual or, or did any preparation. And yet we see burnt clothes. So unless he was wearing that gown, and I shudder at that image, where does all this come from? I leave the room in a rush and I head across the hallway to the other doors. <laughs> okay. Dakota, wait up. <laughs> um, you, you can go like straight across to this door. So I uh, go straight across. Um, you, you try to open the door and um, it doesn't, it doesn't open, but it doesn't seem to be locked. And um, do a spot hidden. You guys are all coming up behind him, so you can do spot hidden too. Uh, extreme success. Oh, no. Okay. Well, that's you 98. I'm blind again. You got a 94. Well, so Regular he, sees, he sees it. You don't. You realize as you're, you're trying to uh, like, fiddle with the door you realize that all around the door frame where the door meets the frame there seems to be some sort of substance um you look closer and maybe flake a little piece of it off and you realize that it's beeswax the door has been sealed closed with beeswax now you're pretty sure you can force it open uh, but that seems to be all that's holding the door closed. I think it would be a very bad idea to open this door. But does this mean anything to you, Maxim? Beeswax sealing a threshold? Uh, can I check a cult? Yeah, sure. Uh, let's see. That would be uh, almost an extreme success. Oh. Well, you're thinking that maybe it's part of the Abramelin operation that she has to seal herself inside if she's right. going to do it. So that makes sense. There also is a sand component, so maybe it's to keep the sand inside she the room as well. Have, she, shouldn't, she shouldn't have started yet unless we... The, I don't unless understand. She's the one that's trapped. Maybe he Perhaps. failed. He yes. died. And she tried to bring them both back, and now they're stuck. That's why she's here. I tried to force the door open. Okay. Um, I think that you don't need luck. 
uh, you push it, you hit it a couple times, and you can sort of hear the sound of the the, um, the beeswax cracking. Uh, and as it cracks, the door slides open a couple of inches, and a little rivulet of sand uh, comes out of the room. It looks like the whole room has been, you know, filled with a couple of inches of sand. Um, you, you push it open, and what you can see is in the center of the room, there is a square table. Uh, it looks to be decorated in a ritualistic manner. Um, there is a large, very ornate, um, beautiful lamp uh, uh, hanging over it. I, uh, the only thing I could find uh, was lit. And in this case, the lamp is not lit, but it looks kind of like that. Okay. Uh, it looks like on one side of the cube, there are uh, there is an opening, and you can see that there are little boxes of things inside. There's also a wardrobe against the wall with white linen robes, uh, multiple ones hanging there. And in front of this altar... There is what is left of a woman. She is dry and desiccated. She is partly standing and partly leaning towards the altar. And you can see that what's propped her up is she has a long wooden wand, maybe uh, three or four feet long. On one end, it is pointed, and the other end, it's maybe an inch or so thick and it is propped on the ground and she has thrown herself onto it. So it's going through her and coming out her back. You can do sanity rolls. The first uh, success of the night, apparently. Fail. 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 I succeeded. One D four. And then is it on fail or pass? Oh, one uh, d four on on a fail. Okay, I'll, uh, take one, one or, point if you uh, yeah. if you pass. That's my uh, fifth point of sanity loss. That's okay, as long as you uh, you only have to lose them all at the same time. I am I am two from having lost a whole fifth of mine, so I'll mention that if that happens. Okay. Um, what do you guys do? You can also see that at the other end of the room, there's like a little archway that leads into that other room. And no ox, no. In, this, no ox in this room, yeah? <laughs> no, no ox. You can see that there's uh, uh, like a two by four that goes across the floor between the rooms so that the sand doesn't spell into what looks like her bedroom. Yeah, I headed to the bedroom. Okay. I'm going to look in the song. sand and see if there's any any words written in the sand before... There doesn't seem she to be there. Play. There seems to be in these boxes little squares of paper, um, and there's a couple of writing implements. Uh, it looks like maybe these would be used to create the magic squares um, to cast the spells, um, but she doesn't look like she got that far. And the fact that she she seems to have done this to herself. That's your best guess. 
if, the other room. If I look at the boxes, do they they look unwritten? Correct. There's nothing written okay. on anything. Okay. Maxim, um, what were the three parts to this operation? I remember there was one about summoning an angel and then binding demons. When does the wand come in? Do you recall? The wand is part of the ritual to um, summon the guardian angel. She is supposed to write things in the sand. That's why the floor is all sand. So this failed during the first step while she was summoning the angel, not even the binding of the demons yet. Before she'd even written anything in the sand, uh, by all appearances. Huh. Agreed. Very strange. Uh, especially because it appears in, and correct me if, if I'm seeing this wrong, but I believe she did this to herself. To stop something. Um, Professor uh, Albi. Uh, you and a few of the others have stepped into the bedroom. Yeah. Um, there's cobwebs. I mean, it's it's obviously this happened a while back. She's so she's back there. She's desiccated. Um, everything is very perfectly laid out. There's a number of books for her to study, including the Abermelon Operation, the older text, which she has. Um, She's got a number, quite a, a lot of uh, 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 early uh, Christian and Jewish uh, Kabbalah and, and patriarchal stuff, and uh, I mean, patristic stuff. Um, apparently, there's a whole regime that she has to follow to, uh, to do this. And like her father, um, on an identical uh, journal, uh, it's you know, designed, it's probably made of special materials and everything, just like her father's was. Uh, you see that sitting there as well. Okay. Uh, this is passages from Veronica Whalen's journal. Before beginning the Abermelon operation, I've said before, I do not believe it was a heart attack. My father was murdered. I am certain of this, but I need proof. All I have is the text he followed. That must be it. Lester Goodman sold him the book and the lamp. Who is he? Why did he want my father dead? The only way to obtain proof is to follow in my father's footsteps and trap the being that did this to him once it appears again. I'm confident I can hold it here once it is summoned. I know the arts by which I can interrogate it. If it withstands my questioning, at least I will have it in prison to show others. The authorities will have to believe me then. I will draw upon the power of Saturn to construct a ward that will hold the spirit. Sigils created from its Kamea will will mark the four cardinal directions and turn the house into a prison it cannot escape. Should the need arise, these may be brought together around the spirit to banish it, akin to tightening a noose around its neck until it has no direction left in which to flee, but back to the invisible world from whence it came. Barrier, bind, obstacle, prison. These words will hold the spirit in Saturn's leaden grip. May the faces of the angels that guard the gates of... May the faces of the angels that guard the gates of the Garden of Eden guard this house and prevent any evil from leaving. The last entry. Midnight. 18 months have come to an end. If I fail tomorrow and I follow in all my father's footsteps, ultimately to my own grave, I hope that someone might one day read this and succeed in bringing the guilty to justice. May the fruit of any victory the spirit may attain prove to be a Saturnine chalice indeed. 
So as you read this out, I'm going to come in and I'm assuming you tell us about the, the better version of the, of the book. Can I check the Latin verses on this better version and how it compared to the wonky version that uh, I saw earlier? Um, you can compare them, but they're identical. Okay, so nothing, nothing amiss. Right. Um, this one is also in German, but it's in an older German. So it's, uh, yeah, unless you can read German, it uh, doesn't make any sense to you at all. Um, as you are standing there, you hear Mr. Wayland in the hallway outside. And he says, gentlemen, um, I think I've made a bit of a discovery, something that I think is the case here. I think that we summoned a demon, we must have made a mistake. And I have the key of Solomon, which you may be familiar with. Um, there is a little uh, connecting room between our house and the servants' quarters uh, where Jeremy and Rosemary live. Uh, it's got a large flat cement floor. Perhaps we can attempt to banish the demon. And he shows you uh, inside the book, uh, and he shows you this, which is, in fact, the key of Solomon. Uh, you might, rec uh, the occultists would recognize it. Uh, it's a rather complex thing. But he points then to the top, and he says, uh, all that we really need to do is to draw the, the part where the demon gets sent back to hell. And uh, he shows you that that is just this part of that same thing. He says, we need to draw this on the floor and, and encircle it. And there is a chant that is here that will draw the demon towards the circle and trap it there and then send it back to hell, at least according to, you know, the key of Solomon. And then it's, you know, it's that, that's very insightful. Perhaps let's do some research while you keep investigating and we can meet back in your library to discuss more. As you wish. And the other thing that I think is uh, is interesting is that your daughter did create a binding, a prison for the demon here in the house, and uh, a way we can we can more um, more strictly tighten it, tie it closer with these um, bindings. Where do you know where the ox is? I don't know what what you're talking about now. We haven't we haven't been in the kitchen or the servants' quarters or I think I think we need to do what Wayland's saying. I think we need to go and perform this ceremony. We have to send this demon back. It's the only thing that keeps the cycle repeating because it's like what they were trying to do. They were trying to do this this ceremony and it didn't work. It failed. So I, I agree. Might also be our only way out of here. 
he um, he steps away and starts going downstairs. Okay, gentlemen, two questions. Oh. One, can't do you actually trust this Augustus? Who keeps killing Augustus? A mother. Are we sure Augustus isn't what the demon is posing as, and the you mother think, keeps protecting the daughter? You think the the woman with the with the gnaw with the maw of, of, of sharp teeth is the is not is not the demon? She's erasing illusions, and the daughter clearly has a way of banishing the demon. I don't know what this ritual does, and perhaps Maxim has more insight, but what if the ritual from Augustus frees the demon? Maxim, you, you know you're a cult. Um, the magic triangle, it's fairly common in, in a lot of early stuff. The Key of Solomon, it has written around it the name Michael, the archangel, and it has three names for God. Um, so it that's what they would have supposedly used in ritualistic magic. It's, it's very familiar to you. Yes, it's very powerful in uh, uh, the Kabbalah and uh, uh, various uh, Judeo um, mysticism to use this as a binding. Um, uh, so to me, what is being suggested by our dead host uh, makes perfect sense, as much sense as anything else. And the moving of the statues to close the prison in, that doesn't? That does as well. I don't think we should do one and not the other. I think we should do them both. I think we should see if we can bring those um, those sigils, those uh, uh, corners of the prison closer together. And the first step would be to, to find the uh, ox. But uh, I would think, since that's the only part of the house we haven't explored, where we're being told to go is where the ox is as well. So we should take them all to that to that gold pulpit, probably, because that was seemed incredibly heavy. So you're thinking we'll slowly close the box until we get to this location in the servants' quarters, at which time the spirit will be trapped and we conduct the, the circle using the wand from, from poor Veronica here. Is that your intent? As, as Dr. Albie said, I, I'm not sure whether we can move the, the, the item on the pedestal, but I... I would agree that the, the drawing the um, the key of Solomon on a, a solid floor is a, a good plan, but we have not seen the servants' quarters yet, so we don't know what's down there. I'm only going based on the word of a ghost. Let's head yeah. down there then. Yeah, yeah let's, let's see this I for mean, ourselves. Let's go down. Absolutely. You uh, you leave the room. You you head down the stairs. And, uh, Gustus and Veronica meet you at the bottom of the stairs. Um, Can I bring and they the book look, with me? They look oddly for just a moment confused, like who are you again? And then they remember, and they're like, 
have we figured out what we're going to do? Veronica, do you remember what happened when you tried the ceremony? I, I don't. Try, try hard. You fasted for 18 months. She, she starts to, to think. And as she does that, you start to hear a noise somewhere in the house and growling. And she suddenly stops thinking and she looks around like the thing is coming. The demon. It's, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't like us trying to figure things out. We, we, can't, we can't ask them for help. If we ask them for help, that's what brings her out, and she will kill them before we can figure this out. We need to go to the servants' quarters. At least not until, back immediately. Not until we have the, 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 the symbols drawn on the floor. The, the thing won't be able to get out of that circle once it's in. So we have to put it in first. You start drawing. Uh, once we start chanting, it should be drawn to the triangle. I, I, I mean, I, I, I vote we do. We start doing that. Uh, yes, let's let's go draw. Let's go to the servants' quarters and see the situation there, and see if that's an appropriate place to draw the the key of Solomon. All right. So you go. You are, you're not going all the way to the. You go through the kitchen, and now, when you walk into the kitchen, you realize that it's in a filthy state. Um, there were pots and pans that at some point had been cooking stuff, but uh, it's all dried. And you can hear maybe the scratching and squeaking of rats in the walls, rats in the walls. Um, you step through a little back door and it now it becomes apparent that the main house and the servant's house were separated by about, oh, 20 feet or so. But then at some point in the past, they enclosed the interim. So there's a large cement floor. There's little steps going down, cement floor, steps going up to the servant's house. And there's storage in here. They've got furniture and they've got extra this and that and some cabinets and stuff. But there is a large expanse of blank floor. Um, as you get there, Veronica uh, reaches out and hands you a little box. It's ornate and she says, it's colored chalk. Thank you very much. I open the box and I go, yeah, I go, Professor Walker, show me how to draw it. And I start to push furniture out of the way. We didn't see any ox on the way, did we? You did not. Okay. Uh, Are you all right yes. there, Dakota? You seem very focused on drawing the circle and following. This, this is the only way to stop it this demon is causing this this is a prison and the only way that we can stop this and for us to return back to our reality is we have to complete this ceremony we have to seal it and send it back to hell can i do i, a, I concur sight check on dakota to see if that's him talking or sure if it seems he's a bit you know everybody else does their psychology rolls on you and says my God, he's paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm spending eight luck because I'm paranoid to make it a hard. 
Um, he seems to be in his right mind, but you're all extremely agitated and frightened. Okay. I mean, you've seen that demon a number of times now, and it's attacked uh, anyone who's attempting to do something to it. Um, let's draw. I'm moving stuff out of the way if there's stuff yeah, to let's, move. Let's do all the right. ceremony. So uh, um, the Waylands give you instructions. Um, you draw the circle first, and then you fill it in with green, which you fill that in. And then you write the name of Michael around it, and then you draw the triangle, and then you start writing the names of God around the outside edge. As soon as you start writing the names of God, you hear this blood-curdling screech from somewhere in the house, and it sounds like things are being knocked over, and uh, in great fury, it's, it's approaching your direction as you guys are doing this. Quickly, gentlemen, um, one, one, everyone take chalk and draw. You, you draw. I'm going to try and find a weapon. I, I look around the room and see if there's something that I can get as a blunt object. There's various things, pieces of furniture, old pieces of furniture that are broken. Steps. I break you off legs. and all right. I break off a table leg. Uh, with, I, again, you know, this thing has done nothing to us. It's only attacked illusions. You, uh, you hear crash coming from the kitchen, which is right through that door. And all of a sudden, the thing, the demon woman thing, um, comes around the corner. Uh, you can see her nails are long and sharp, and she's growling and hissing as she comes rushing into the room. Uh, and she's definitely going to attack. Um, Dakota, you were ready. So what do you want? Do you want to? Yeah, I want to take a swing at her. Okay. Um, go ahead. Extreme success. Nice. Okay. That is a club. So a club does a 1d8 plus damage bonus if you have one. D8. Um, yep. Five. And then uh, that's a great question. If I have damage bonus. Three bottom right. Yeah, hold on. Uh, Unless you're really strong and big. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had it up. Uh, no, no damage bonus. Okay. Uh, she failed to dodge. Um, uh, so you bring that club down on top of her. And I mean, you can feel it's physically hitting something, you know. Um, she hisses and, and, screeches and sort of rolls back around in a kind of almost like she's a martial artist. Uh, she flips and rolls and lands back on her feet and she is going to go for uh, uh, Professor Thinker. Oh, uh, man. You, you've just kind of, she's rolled closer to you. She okay. turns and she's diving at you like this. You do. Uh, I suppose I will attempt to dodge. I'm not very good at this. Uh, go ahead. 
Uh, no, no, I don't, have, I don't have the luck to make that. I, I, I rolled exactly the same thing I rolled last time. So oh. you, you do manage to sort of roll out of the way. Uh, Very clumsily, and, but. <laughs> and she screeches and she's Ooh. down on the ground like she's some yeah. sort of an animal. Uh, as the rest of you are trying to write uh, Veronica and Mr. Wayland, uh, they begin to speak in Latin. Uh, out loud. You can see they're holding hands, and uh, as they do this, you see the creature sort of grab its ears and it rolls around. It's going to try to get Professor uh, Zul. Oh, I'm going to dodge as I am. I can also later find out what they're saying in Latin with my 40 Latin. Ooh, 53 over 25, I failed. I got a 16. There you go. So the thing rolls and leaps in your direction and lands on your chest, and you fall backwards. Um, And uh, it's going to do one point of damage. Ah, sure. I mean, ah. You're struggling with it on the ground. Zool! Does anybody else want to do anything? I mean, I've heard how it has to get in the circle. So with that only going through my mind, I'm going to try to grab onto it. Okay. You're going to try to grapple? Yeah, I'm going to do something real dumb. Is there any way I can help him with that? or Sure. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to try to help him corral her, you know, this thing into the circle. You do a grapple too. Okay. And okay. Was, was uh, I too distracted to hear what they were saying in Latin? or? or... Well... It's not in your head right now, but it sounds like stuff you'd hear in church, you know, uh, as smoke vanishes, so let them vanish as wax melts before the fire. Okay, so let so, the so demons. Nothing, no weird demonic chant of death. No, it doesn't sound. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the text was made. This is brawl. Right. Right. Uh, I'm going to, I wrote a 40. I'm going to spend my uh, 15 luck to get that down to 25 for a pass. Okay. Um, uh, it reaches out and grabs a hold of Dr. Theaker. Um, <laughs> and you feel it, it's, it's the fingernail sort of, it grabs you by the ankle and sort of uh, uh, digs itself in, does one point of damage. Um, Professor Payton, it sounds like you're going to kick the damn thing. Yeah. Uh, at least, oh, you said you wanted to grapple it. Sorry. I, I want to try to grab at it, yeah. Okay. Um, I got a 99. So hey, you, you wrap your arms around it and it struggles. And what do you do? You drag it towards the... Yeah, I want to try to drag it into the circle where we need to get it. Okay. Um, you drag it into the center just as whoever is finishing the last letters on the ground. And it's funny because it almost feels... It feels, you know, when you're holding a magnet and you get near something and mm-hmm. it, it, you can feel that sort of pull by the magnet. That's kind of what it feels. And suddenly she's kind of pulled out of your hand and it's like she's stuck in a tube and she's screeching and she's violently shaking and she's crawl, clawing at it as she's stuck there. Um, Veronica and... Uh, and Wayland look at you and they're like, you know, stand up, get up. Yeah, you, get you up. All, up, up you all need to hold hands. 
Yeah. yeah. Hold, hold the nearest hands. And they start, they start saying this Latin chant. Once again, it still sounds like something in church. And um, you can feel the ground in the building starting to shake. And you see the thing starting to turn black. And it's, it's almost like it's smoking and it's catching fire. And then suddenly it seems like it's sucked right down into the ground with a sort of a go like this. And everything suddenly is calm. And Wayland and his daughter are like, we're still here. You're still here. If we're dead and the demon was keeping us here, we're still, we still seem to be trapped here. By the prison that you created, Veronica. The prison you created for the demon. She looks at you once again, kind of confused. Um, everyone, uh, uh, Professor Maxim, do an idea roll. Zero seven. Oh, nice. Hey. Yeah, so that's Zero an extreme seven. success. It's suddenly, suddenly, all of this stuff that you've been <laughs> reading and, and going over and all the stuff that's going on, it suddenly, the, the words from all of this seem to get stuck in your head. The angels with four faces and, and uh, they all face forward and they follow the cardinal directions. And it suddenly dawns on you, the statue is at that end. The lectern is at that end. The ox was at that end. And behind you is the servant's quarters. That must be where the ox is. That end of the property. That Indeed. end of the let's, The ox is this way, gentlemen. Yes, let's, let's, let's go. And, and you think it's like the Garden of Eden and... If we move even one of them, the barrier would be broken. I think we may have to do more than move one of them. I think we may have to destroy one to break the prison. Let's start with moving it. And- All right. You, uh, you go into the servants' quarters, and there's like a little hallway it opens up into their living space and there's a bedroom and all that. And you are suddenly shocked and horrified to see that lying on the floor against the wall are two desiccated corpses. One of them is obviously Rosemary and she's holding Jeremy and they've, they've been rotting there on the floor all this time, but directly across uh, on the windowsill, looking out the window is the bowl. Another another thought here is, is they're all facing outward, correct? Correct. So we might, as you said, just be able to turn them facing inward. And I think you already know that one's bind. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. I walk up to it, uh, and I'm just going to turn it. Okay. See if that does anything. 
nothing are happens, the spirits you, with us but you feel that it's extremely heavy i mean it's okay. not big it's little right but it's probably the littlest of all of the things but it's definitely made excuse me made from lead so it's lead. pretty heavy um it also occurs to you that lead is fairly soft that these sigils were not you know part of these things originally they were right. gouged into them so yeah so i i take uh i i take uh, something metal nearby and and run it through the marking that says bind okay you're gonna scratch yep scratch it out uh all right um you i don't know you find a letter opener we'll say and uh, you pick up the bowl and you scratch it. And when you do that, everything seems to shake like, like something has fallen down somewhere. Um, like a barrier has fallen. I think we may have freed our spirit friends. Are they still here? Are they with us? They're gone. Is there a window to look out of right there here? is what's it look like outside you look out the window and there is no snow on the ground oh i think we're free relief. to go Oof. frankly let's get the hell out of here let's 20 mile walk it is well let's no let's take the we, they have a vehicle i mean yeah i guess Perhaps. we'll check to see if that yeah if that actually was a vehicle but yeah i guess we'll take you know some of this that we can carry and we'll um, get the hell out of here. You all start to hear a noise. Oh, no. It, it's an odd noise, like a, like a hum. Uh, it's a vibration. You can feel it inside your chest more than you can hear it at first. It's, it's odd, like there are harmonics, you know, musical harmonics to it. Um, something, something in the house is moving. Maybe the house itself is, is swaying a little bit or vibrating, like whatever it is, um, has not completely come down yet. You know, like a machine that's, that's damaged, but still trying to function. Now, the, 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 the spirits are gone already. Spirits are gone. If we attempt to leave, good. gentlemen, do you suppose we'll be able to? I wouldn't. Maybe we could scratch the other markings just to be safe. I mean, just. Right, but why would we if we could uh, leave without scratching? But why would we not? I wonder if that's the sound of the guardian angel coming down. The humming is getting Everything louder. else has been true. I walk towards. Go. I yes, walk scratch. towards the. I walk towards the humming. I'm intrigued by it, almost hypnotized by it. Okay. I'll take the. Uh, I mean, I'll reach for the letter opener or whatever. Yeah, let's go. Scratch time. Yeah. Take right. it, and I'm I'm running to whatever the closest next one is. You. Uh, yeah, I I go with Doc with Professor Dewitt. I, this has been uh, the way to go the whole time. Go to the thing. You. Uh, 
you run back through the kitchen and down the hall. Uh, you now directly to your right is the dining room where the uh, lion is. I'm going in there and scratching, scratching yeah. the lion. Once I again, guess- the house the house vibrates when you when you do that, like As something we- is breaking. As we pass through the kitchen, I'll just, if there's like a rusty knife, I'll grab that. And sure. once I see he's already got the line, I'm going to head towards where we saw the, the eagle. All right. Uh, you go into the uh, the library where the eagle is, and you're going to scratch that out. Yep. And then I assume you're going to go to the. Yeah. yeah, we'll probably meet up at the last one. Yeah. yeah. I it's... hope it doesn't cause the house to fall around to bite our ears. You, uh, you scratch the last thing. And as you do, this humming sound almost becomes like pipe organ music. It becomes very loud. And you're in the parlor and there's light coming from somewhere inside. As you step out of the parlor, there's this blinding light shining down from the top of the stairs and there's something there moving and it's moving forward and inside your minds you it, it, it's like there's there's a pressure um, and there's this voice it sounds like 10 people all talking at different octaves and it it says who has Now, do you guys look to see what's coming? I feel like I kind of have to. Reaction says we have. You gotta have to. You kind of. Yeah. yeah, you can't. E hundred. Here we come. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah. I, I think I know who it is. Oh, yeah. I think I do too. Yeah. What appears at the top of the stairs and is moving downwards is this. Oh, sanity. Um, you guys are kind of wide-eyed at the moment, but your 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 sanity is in in a mo- moment of uh, insanity. It says, "As a reward, if you wish, I will show you the face of God." Um, you can do sanity just to see what you do. Ooh, 10. Pass. Again, I got a 14. It's like I didn't I failed all sanity rolls until the final two. Well, um, I got a 43. Pass. Pass in this case, I would like you to do a 1d6. Okay, um, yeah, that, that makes sense. Fail, I'd like you to do a 1d10. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. One. I lost two, which yeah. that's exactly puts me over my threshold. I have I taken lost. a fifth of my sanity and I'm indefinitely insane. Ooh. I lost seven. seven. <laughs> Anybody else lose more than five? Nine. Nine. All right. Um, and that's that's also well pet. Nine I think, is yeah. Nine. If I'm correct, y'all actually get intelligences, but yeah. because I went over my threshold, I'm I'm insane. I'm indefinitely insane. Right. Uh DeWitt and uh Walker, please roll your uh intelligence rules. I also went over my threshold. Oh that's cool. That's cool. Uh, you might have two. <laughs> two. Double. I failed. Walker. You failed. I failed. 
excellent. You want to fail that intelligence role. Um, Dr. Walker, I would like you can do as you wish. Okay. You're terrified, but you can do as you wish in a moment. Uh, Dr. Uh, DeWitt, roll a 1d8. Should I do the same for my indefinite, or do you want to do something different gotcha. for that? Uh, okay. Uh, seven. Okay. Um. <laughs> As you're standing there and this thing is coming, you realize that all of your friends, all of the doctors that you're with, have begun to sprout tentacles and monstrous appendages, and they're horrifying and all you can do is scream um uh those of you who who passed your sanity um you have a choice what what do you want to do it has asked you do you want to let do you want to see the face of god in this horrible booming chorus of voices i don't think i have a choice you do have a choice. I'm telling you, you have a choice. Yes. Yeah, I think I think uh, Albie, uh, just you know, just like, please show me, Benny. Likewise, I'm, I'm indefinitely insane. So, yeah, but I'd you can probably, still make the choice. Uh, uh, I guess I'll, I'll say, uh, um. I don't believe that it's God. Um, Professor Maxim, what are you going to do? I I say yes as well. Uh, okay. This is like the most exciting moment of my occultist life. I guess prove me wrong. <laughs> prove us wrong. And to Professor Dakota, you're kind of out of your mind at the moment. Do you want to run screaming or do you want to? Yeah, I, I, I think at this moment, I would imagine if he's just broken this much, he wants to run away from the monsters. Okay. So he'd run away you screaming. Run, you run to the front door, you throw it open, and you run out and down the path. The rest of you, the creature says, so it. And something happens to you. It's as if your physical bodies dissolve and you become things of energy and light and this thing in front of you is hideous beyond imagination covered in eyes and tentacles and and light and it wraps itself around you and you vault into the sky in a great like burst of flame and light if you actually look back, you see this whole thing go up into the sky as the house completely starts collapsing around them. And the four of you are delivered to the court of Azathoth. He's going to scream, I told you so! Where you dance and, and rotate for eternity, uh, screaming in horror. <laughs> And that is the end of our story. Oh, man. Yeah. Bravo. Bravo. That was fun. This is 
when, when you said pipe organs, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. We are absolutely yeah. fucked. We're about to be <laughs> But we had to say yes. We had no choice. Okay. Yeah, could not say not, yes. Not in our characters. <laughs> the explanation for this is going to take a little bit. But yeah. this game is lies within lies within lies within lies. First of all, make up characters. I could have had you made up gangsters or anything because it doesn't matter. Um, Nothing that you experienced until the end was real. Um, There were no ghosts. There was no party. There was no Lester Goodman. What happened was this. Lester Goodman, the original Lester Goodman, is actually Nyarlathotep. And what he did was when Wayland was looking around for the better text of the Abramelin operation, by the way, it's real. It's a real thing. Um, I'm not saying that it really works, but I'm saying that it exists. You can buy it on Amazon. Um, Nyarlathotep thought he'd have a little fun. So what he did was he gave he gave him the correct version of it. But what he also gave him was a chaos lantern. And that was the lantern that was hanging upstairs. Uh, And every single time he lit that, which was every day, it drew magic points away from him. And once it reaches a certain level, it summons a servitor of Azathoth. And so what he thought was a guardian angel, was in fact a servitor of Azathoth. And what Wayland really wanted to know was, is there God? Is there something afterwards? And he had a heart attack as a result of seeing this thing. So his daughter comes back uh, because she wasn't there all the time that that he was And when she gets there, what she doesn't realize is this thing is, uh, has done this to her father. So she real, you read, you read her journal. She figures she'll recreate whatever he did. And she doesn't realize that she's doing the same thing. She's lighting the candle or the, the lantern. And eventually it summons that thing. And except this time she was prepared. So she had created a Saturnine chalice. With the uh, with the statues and so forth, with the sigils, so that when it came, it was trapped and it couldn't get away. The problem was she had completely underestimated it. It wanted to find a way to escape from her trap, so it started sucking out her memories. And when she realized that, she killed herself so that it couldn't find a way to get out. So the thing's been brooding there in the house, and as it's gotten older, it's reached out and looking for a way to escape. And when it saw you coming by, it created the illusion that your car was stopped and that it drew you to it so that you would come here. And then it decided to put on this elaborate sort of pantomime to see if you could figure out what was wrong. But the fun thing is, this this is an extra-dimensional creature from another universe. 
it doesn't know how electricity works or what alcohol is or things like that. So when you would ask those questions, it really honestly didn't know what the hell you were talking about. It didn't wow. understand. It understood that the light went off and on because it saw that, but it didn't realize it was broken. So there's all kinds of weird flaws in what it thinks and knows. Um, it, so it, it, it's basically, it's trying to create this weird thing. Uh, since it's drawn some of the information out of uh, Wayland's mind and Veronica's mind about the drawing the circles and all that, that was all just to get you to figure out what was binding it there. It couldn't see the statues that you were talking about. It couldn't see the sigils. Um, but you guys figured that part out for it and you let it go. If none of you had gone with it, it would have started to destroy everything around it. Wow. Um, if you guys had all died, if you'd have tried to get away from it and frozen to death, which it would have killed you, it would have just started over again with the next person that came along. So it was patient and it was deadly. And, and that was the story. <laughs> That was That's great. That was yeah. really, really exciting. Yeah. I, now, were those 11 uh, Lester Goodman's illusions, or was it Nara Lefetap just having fun and it was actually him? Well, I suppose that's up to your own interpretation, but the truth is the only other person that ever visited was Lester. Mm. So the only thing it knew, it didn't know about other people. 11 dinner guests, they're all Lester. Right. Um, which I think is probably my favorite part. I of love the whole that story. Yeah. It, yeah, I just want to say it's funny. I've got I've got an entire like notepad document here with all bunch of stuff scrolled, and I've got like a page page and a half of all just the the, the word puzzles we were doing. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, the word puzzles <laughs> are a great. lot of fun too. Yeah, this is great. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, there you go. Well, let um, me go ahead and finish, and then we can talk some more. Our players included Billy Chung, uh, Alex, uh, not Alex, and. Um, Dakota Smith, John Dos Passos, Steve Anderson, and Kent Blue, with yours truly as the keeper of the secret. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean and iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.